Welcome to the Tech Ranch, where we explore the world of living with technology. Get ready to take a deep dive into the latest gadgets, apps, and innovations with your hosts, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson, and his trusty co-host, Steve Botkin. Join us on this exciting journey, and don't forget to visit thetechranch.com for even more exclusive content. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Marlo and Steve to the Tech Ranch. And welcome to the Tech Ranch, everybody. Uh, maybe we should call it Tech Rant today, Steve. What do you think? I, I'm I'm all in. It's been a week. It has, it has been a week in the studio. It has been a week. Uh, you know, I'm down here uh, in Vegas, and I, I cannot tell you. One of the things I hate about coming to this town is that it's tough to get good internet. And uh, you and I have been trying to figure out a way how we can even connect today to do this because of the terrible internet here. And I know that the- we spent an hour. An hour. I know that the hotels here don't want you to be in their room, so they give you the worst internet experience possible. It's just... Well, that makes sense. Well, of course, it does. But, you know, and the places that have good internet are are busy coffee shops. So I had this choice to make of, all right, let's put up with the bad internet I have at the hotel room or go find some place that's crazy noisy but delicious coffee. Okay, so here's... I just had a thought. Because you're sitting there, and I'm looking at the video, and you're in your hotel yes. room, and the window's shining in. Yes. And why do hotels in Las Vegas even have windows? It's a good question. Because the casino doesn't. Right. Because they don't want you to know have any construct of time whatsoever. So if you're up gambling till 4 o'clock in the morning or 5 o'clock in the morning, and then go back to your hotel room, why do you need a window? I that's, Wouldn't you want it dark so you could sleep, so you can get well rested and back out on it? Because p- people have a, e- even with good blackout shades, you have a hard time sleeping during the right, day for a lot of people. Right. Yeah, I don't know. So why do they, think of all the money they could save on construction if they didn't put windows in casinos? Do you think or in in the hotels? I've always wondered this. Do you, I think windows are actually cheaper than standard construction material, isn't it? Uh, not when you're just like going along and speed of construction and it, it takes time to put a window in and windows are expensive i just uh we just had an addition on our house and i windows are expensive okay. i i don't know they are they're they're spendy all right well that's that's our first rant right there is is the internet challenges we've had today so you know we should look into that though i, I i'm really that i'm kind of keying in on that okay on the in, instead thing? of having a window, just have an escape hatch. It, it, uh, well, you got a fire code, right? Fire code. I'm I'm, I'm 28 floors up. I, I don't. Yeah, wanna, I don't want to. Well, and I was thinking about that too from a fire code perspective. It's like, well, that's a pointless window because yeah. that's a lot of bed sheets to tie together. There's not enough in this room. Not enough pillows either. Pillowcases and bed sheets. Probably are not get even there. on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Throw my three little pillows down on the ground and jump on those. That'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like I, no, no more windows in Vegas casino hotels. And, just just an escape hatch. And you've had challenges this week with your regular radio uh, show. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, but I, I've got some issues with. So our internet computer, which serves a lot of functions, and when they put it in, it was. It was for a certain thing, but it was before people started surfing the web. So it's very constrained, and it was been frustrating like crazy, and internet, and and 
just not working. I mean, I mean, I think the computers are from 1923, and it just. <laughs> I, is there an abacus well, there that you can just you know do a little yeah, math yeah. on and yeah. I actually. 2013 they were put in uh, and so originally Windows 7 operating system is what they were set up on because that's what they came wow. with and and you know you can only upgrade so much that's true and I mean so these computers are so old they have mechanical hard drives well there are a lot of people still have those but when you buy a new one nowadays they're solid state of course and run exactly run so much faster I remember the first day when I actually changed. Well, and stable yeah well, more uh, more stable Ability is the big thing. But I love that. I mean, that the first day I went from a, a a regular hard drive to a solid state, I think it sped up my computer like a hundred times. I mean, it used to take like eight or ten minutes for it to to start up in the morning when I turned it on. After I after I put that in that machine, same machine, there was no other difference. I did nothing else to ingrate it, just that hard drive. It took like twenty seconds. I turn it on, and there was my computer. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. That's just amazing how much of a speed difference. Yeah. Why, why didn't I do that before? Like, you know, you know, how long years. did you wait before well, you went there? Yeah, I'm, I'm an early integrator, you know, but it did take me a year or two before I upgraded that. They were expensive right away. So now the price is... Well, so, okay, so here's a question for you. Uh, are you better off upgrading your computer every now and then? Or, because I'm thinking of it in terms of home remodeling, you should... You know, there's a schedule. You yep. should remodel things in your home um, to maximize the value. In this case, the value is performance and cost. Are you better off to buy a new computer every couple of years, wait until it absolutely craps out, or should you do the updates as you go along? Or the other avenue, and I know a lot of people have done this, is you buy the case and you build your own computer. What's the most cost effective? I'm, I'm guessing the building your own, no, but not, not a lot anymore. of people are, are really. No, used to do it all the time. You know, when computers were two or three thousand dollars, you could save some money. How much do you think it would cost to build a car from scratch, buying parts? Well, if your name's Johnny Cash, pretty cheap. But <laughs> <laughs> might not be the prettiest car, but one piece at a time, I've got that down. My guess is that it would be crazy expensive. I mean, if you're paying retail or even wholesale on the parts, right, and you start putting it together, the same is true with computers. I mean, the prices just come down so much on computers, and they've just well. And what keeps the what what keeps cars down is is the production That's line correct. of building it and bulk pricing because they don't buy one alternator they buy, they buy tens of thousands right. of alternators right. so makes a big difference yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's huge difference and it's it, it truly is the cost of production lines and the ability to buy large quantities that drives those prices down um there's no doubt in my mind that if you bought the parts to build a car you'd spend two to three times if, if the car cost fifty thousand dollars you'd probably spend a hundred to 150 to build it you know, one of the things, and most people don't factor in their labor time that's either. The thing, is, right? is, that's the thing yeah. with people who have classic cars, and I, I listen to these guys all the time. Uh, there's nothing about them dropping ten or twenty thousand dollars into a car that they'll never see back. You know, because but it's just a passion of love for them, and and right, yeah. I mean, that's just how it is with with vehicles. But yeah, um, I would I would never build a computer unless you're a Not gamer anymore. or whatever, and you have some specific requirements for something. I would never do that. 
Um, so, so from the upgrade perspective, yeah. then. So here's another another line of questions, I guess. Um, so, because you brought up the gamers, and a lot of gamers will upgrade things. So, would the average person be better off buying a basic computer that's upgradable and put some of those upgrades in themselves? Or are you better off just to go buy the full boat out of the box? I think you're better off buying the full boat out of the box because most of the time machines are optimized to the equipment they come with. Not unlike a car either. I mean, you know, they have specific things that they build into them. You know, if you're buying a Dell over a, um, yeah. Asus or a <laughs> Lenovo or, you're yeah. You're that much better than I am today. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they... That's good, because you have a window in your background on your hotel room, and you were probably up all night, so, now, yeah, you're... Actually, you're I got some sleep last night, but, you know, the challenge, challenge is is that I have to uh, not have the air conditioning on in this room for me to talk to you, <laughs> so it is, <laughs> it is really warming up. If you see me sweating, it isn't because you and I are having a great conversation, it's because <laughs> I'm sitting here at 110 degrees. And that's why you and I look way better on radio. That's exactly correct. Exactly <laughs> correct. Uh, but yeah, I, I would buy the machine that you can afford. That's the way I would do it. But you know, if, if they have the ability, if you look at two machines and one seems like this one, I could maybe upgrade in the future because it has access panels and that type of thing. You know, that's that's something I guess I would look at. Uh, but nowadays, like the all-in-one uh, machines, and I'm not a big fan of all-in-ones overall, with the exception of convenience. I love the fact that I can have, like like right now, actually, you know, I'm sitting in room, my room in Vegas. I have a 32-inch screen that I'm looking at you with, which, by the way, isn't a great thing for me looking at you on this big screen. But it's something I can probably not. I can bring along uh, on, on a road trip because I drove down here. Another story, by the way. We'll have to talk about that sometime. And uh, uh, But drove down here this time, and I was able to take this computer along and just, just set it up and plug it in. I mean, I love that part of it. See, right? I love all-in-one computers. I know the the expandability, and, and there's some constraints when it comes to upgrades. That's the challenge, that right? I mean, you just can't do. They're just, yeah. It's like working on a laptop, basically. They're just really, really but difficult to do. My favorite part of an all-in-one because i i've got an all-in-one at home i i love it my favorite part no cords oh yeah i love oh it. no cords yeah, even, it's just your keyboard and mouse are wireless i mean everything is wireless you know my printer nice. is yeah. wireless yeah. I, I i don't have a single cord cluttering any part of my desk right. none yeah. Yeah, I, I I love that aspect. I do too. I absolutely love yep, it. I do too. I think it's it's great. But yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I would buy the computer you can you can afford, and just be at that level. Um, you know, as far as future upgrades, if you have a computer now that you really like, and it's got like it doesn't have a solid state drive in it yet, you know, that's probably the number one thing you could do to speed it up. And they're relatively inexpensive now. Even at our shop, if you were to come down with your hard drive and uh just say hey i want to put this on a solid state we would just put it over to to that solid state probably cost you less than 100 bucks to get that done and you'd see a market improvement in speed you really would see that i think that's a smart thing to do so when you're looking at computers and i'd like to get into this a little bit further a lot of people go, because if you go to a box store, you get sold a computer. Right. 
But how do people know what they need it for? Because most people, and I will say most people, surf on the internet a little bit or uh, looking up recipes at home, maybe, you know, some email. I, it, I mean, what's your basic computer that you need? I mean, I can imagine there's a lot of people out there that have way more computer than what they actually need. I think, but I think the other way is true. I think there are so many people, Steve, that have a lot less of the computer than they expected they would get when they purchased it uh, because they didn't look at the stuff that's on there. The Tech Ranch. Let's get back to discovering the latest in technology with the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. So yeah, the I think... One of the things, Steve, is when you buy a computer, uh, a lot of people will shop for price. So they'll have a great deal. And if, let's say you pick up a laptop, it's 300 bucks, right? And you don't look beyond that. You're like, oh my goodness, I can get the laptop for 300 bucks or $199. You know, Prime, Prime Day was uh, a couple days this last week, and I'm sure they had amazing deals on computers. Great deal on Black Friday, and they've got one in the store, and you're the first one in line that stayed there for a day and a half at Walmart. And then you turn it on, and it takes 18 minutes to start. (laughs) Okay, so so there's three components, really, to a computer. Three components that you really need to look at. That's correct. Really need to look at. RAM, processing, and memory. Hard drive. Hard drive. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So those are the three that don't short yourself on those. Right. Yeah. And the first thing I look at before I even look at the other stuff is the processing speed. I never buy anything under an i7 anymore. Just telling you. I just okay. I need to have because I do so many things all the time. So an i7 is really good for for multitasking. You know, I'll have some project working on the side while I'm working on something else. If I'm doing some video work or whatever, an i7 handles that pretty well. Well, and I have a lot of windows open. I, I'll have multiple, multiple, yep. multiple windows open when I'm doing things because I'm going from this project to this project to this project. Um, so, yeah, if that's a place that I, I've learned, if you don't have a good processor, yep. it's not fun. You know, so i3 is the the minimum that they have out there. Uh, and, and there's versions. I mean, there's, of course, Intel. And then there's, um, I can't remember the other chip maker now. Uh, but there's... Amadon or Athlon or Amadon? The Athlon is an actual type of chip yeah, that they make. Okay. I'll think of it here in a second. And they're actually yeah. pretty prominent as well. And I usually buy their stuff, which I can't believe I can't remember it right now. But anyway, I'm just lately I've been so impressed by the fact that Intel is bringing so many of their products back home. Uh, I'm just excited about the fact that they're going to start building chips back in the United States again. I think it's just such a great thing. So I like to support that. Um, but anyway, the, uh, you know, so you have an i3, i5, i7, i9. Okay, um, the minimum I would ever buy is an i5 because most people, when they get an i3 type of computer, uh, they're so disappointed in it because of the speed and especially like like what you and I are doing right now, right? Conversing online, doing a little video conference thing going on here. An i3 would have a significant problem handling this. Just telling you, it, it would you'd see artifacts all over your screens. It just wouldn't really do well. An i5 would be okay. You know, I think it would do would do okay. You'll pay a little bit bump in a price for that. I7s can get expensive. You know, I mean, I think the last I7 I purchased uh, for my office was probably about 1200 bucks. 
you know, but it's it's an amazing machine. In fact, it's the machine you're sitting in front of right now. Ah, it's a nice machine, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Uh, now, my only question is, where are the even numbers? Yeah, that's interesting, right? I three, I seven, I I fives, I nines. I don't know why there's not twos and fours and sixes and eights. You have to ask the geeks of the world why that is. I am. <laughs> that's funny i'm looking at my screen as i just turned red when i said when you said that (laughs) why is that oh my goodness yeah so what's the highest one is i7 out there right now i9 i9 you can get i9s i've seen i9s out there i i i would love i'd love to try one I just, I don't want to say I'm cheap. I'm probably not as cheap as most people when it comes to technology. As Thrifty is a good. I just haven't been able to, like, muster up another 800 or $1,000 for an i9 machine. I would love to try one. Yeah. Well, but that's that's the point, though. A lot of people, I mean, how do you validate the cost? Right. Because there has to be value in yes. what you, you buy, but it depends on what your your use is now do you have a home office and can you write it off well that might be a different story sure uh but if you're just getting a personal computer you don't need the i9 unless you're doing all kinds of creative artsy things and and, and most people go and things like that sure but a lot of people go apple with that right yeah i mean because of Exactly. I mean, if you're an engineer or something like that, of course, and you're right. I mean, a lot of those type of places, print houses, whatever, uh, they're mostly Apple. Yeah. Yeah. So. See, and, and I can crash an app. I'll walk into the room and crash an Apple system. And of course, you know, so I always get at least an i5. If you're looking at, at some types of, of uh, uh, Windows-based machine, always get an i5 or better. You know, just don't settle for an i3. You're going to be disappointed. Um, RAM. You know, I, I think you should have no less than eight gigs nowadays. I mean, four is kind of the minimum and kind of the standard. And I would imagine that if you have a good processor, you can maybe get away with a little less RAM, right? I mean, there there is that kind of trade-off because the processor is going to take some of it. But the processor will work much, much better if you have more RAM because what happens is in the RAM, rapid access memory, okay, just so everybody understands, it's not permanent in there. So when it loads a program, it's just there while you're working the program, right? So it loads it up into there. And the issue is, is if you overload it, then anything that's overloaded gets moved to your hard drive, which is generally significantly slower. Now in the days of solid state, it's not as bad, but if you're running in a hard drive that's 5,400 RPMs or 7,200 RPMs, you're talking about a significant slowdown in your computer when you go past your RAM uh, that you have on your machine. So for example, if you were doing something with video, you're running Adobe, for example, um, and you had four gigs of RAM in your in your computer, I guarantee you that a lot of that work is being cached over on your hard drive, and you're going to be, see a significant slowdown with that. So the more RAM, the better. So the takeaway, I think, for myself and, and everybody out there listening, it should be, from what you were just saying, is there needs to be a little bit of a balanced approach because I know people that'll spend all the money and get the processor and then shirk on the right. other one, other two. I see that too. Or they'll get all the RAM they can and then shirk on the other yep. two or the hard drive and then shirk on the other two. 
doesn't work that way. It, 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 your your machine's not going to be as efficient as it should be. Right, right. I 100% agree with that. So, uh, so I would never personally. I mean, eight eight gigs of RAM is where I'd want to be. If you can, if if you're looking at two machines and they seem pretty identical to you, and one has eight gigs and one has twelve or sixteen gigs of RAM, buy the one with a little more RAM in it. I mean, you're not going to go wrong by doing that. That's for sure. If, if price is about the same, uh, and then of course hard drive. I mean, you have to have something that's decent. I don't think anything less than a terabyte is is good nowadays. If you have a scenario where a lot of computers, and this has been a big deal for a couple of years, where you have a mechanical hard drive and a solid state. So what they would do is put like 128 uh, meg uh, solid state drive in there to run the operating system in, right? And then they would take and then put a, um, you know, a hundred gig solid or a, a mechanical hard drive in there, so the computer would run faster. But you could archive your stuff over to the solar drive. But the solid states are getting bigger and bigger all the time, and the prices really come down. I mean, I would no look at a half a terabyte or a terabyte of a solid state nowadays, and then just have the one in there, or have a secondary one as a backup. You could do that. Well, and that's a place that things have really come down in prices is five years ago, a terabyte was not really heard of. No, not heard of at all. But yeah, if you want to get a a mechanical one, use that for your backup and put a cheap drive in for that is a good way to go. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270. Of the Tech Ranch as we explore the cutting edge of tech with Marlo and Steve. For more exclusive content, visit thetechranch.com. The other piece is the operating yeah. systems. I mean, that, that and, and a lot of people have big questions. I just went through this, and okay, I haven't did, done it yet. And I, I'm, I, especially in this program, I feel really bad. I still had Windows Seven in my computer at home, and just like I recently, yeah, I haven't updated it yet either. Oh my goodness. <laughs> What you? Well, I was going through the process, and and I, and it it takes a little time because I have to upgrade to ten, and then I'll get the free upgrade to eleven, and I I just I haven't had the time. I haven't been home long enough to. You're, you to, haven't been you going know. online with this machine, have you? No, 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 no. Just internal. Yeah. Thank no. you. Thank you for. You know, at least allowing yeah. everybody to, to think that, oh, yeah, Steve Steve is good that he's not going online. Yeah. Did you know that if you installed Windows 7 on a machine right now, that the bots, the spiders that are out there, there's an estimation that it's about 10,000 viruses that will be installed in your machine before it's even done being installed. Wow. Because they sniff it out, realize that there's a Windows 7 machine and will infect you without even knowing it. Isn't that crazy? God, I'm going to have to go on uh, some social media platform when I get home today. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. Oh, that's crazy. It's though. crazy. Yeah. Okay. So operating systems. So the platforms. Um, you know what? What is this? Eleven now? I think is the, the standard. Yeah. yeah. Is the standard ten is going to be going away soon? Yeah. You know, it's funny when they brought ten out. They said you'd never. Windows made this big promise that you know you'll never have to buy another operating system again or whatever. They say that every time. And then here comes every here time comes Windows eleven, right? Windows two. You'll never have to buy another one. Yeah. <laughs> I think they have to just stop saying that because uh, the problem is, is they they think that they're so smart that they've taking care of every security possibility there is or whatever until there's the next security 
flaw and then they have to do something again so they just need to stop marketing it that way um but yeah it's uh so there's windows 11 and then of course ios on the apple side and i think if i just seen i'm looking up my notes here because we're going to talk about this in a little while there's uh um oh my goodness where are we going with ios here i just seen this too well, one of the biggest reasons why it's important is that it's the security. It comes down. That's to exactly right. Staying ahead of the viruses yep. and the security. It, it, it's not about the functionality of your computer because a lot of people think of that and they don't want to go ahead and upgrade to that next operating system because, well, my computer's working just right. fine. Uh, but it's not about your computer working just fine. Right. Do you want it to keep working just fine or do you want it to start getting viruses that are getting through walls? Um, that's the problem. So, um, it's just like changing oil in your car, right? In your, I mean, it's just every 3000 miles. That's something you need to do. Well, actually it's more like five or six or seven <laughs> or whatever, whatever the computer tells you because the cars are smarter now. So it's over, you know, you're going to take me to a whole different segue here now, but, uh, um, but iOS um, 16.5 is where we're at right now. So iOS 17 is coming this fall. Oh, wow. And they're, they're just they're, they're kind of teasing people about the messaging uh, features. It says, express yourself like never before when you call or message somebody. Share content in convenient new ways and do even more with new experiences for your iPhone. So they're really, somehow or another, they're really stepping up whatever this call and messaging feature is, um, I have no idea. I mean, if it's going to make me look, you know, 30 pounds lighter every time I call you, Steve, that would be fantastic. You need to download that quick. <laughs> well, but, but if you take a look at how computing has changed, and cell phone is what's changed yeah. it, it, it's the convenience. So do you think it's a case of these operating systems trying to get the convenience of your cell phone um, or the familiarity of your cell phone? Because um, I remember when Windows changed over to, oh, hey, these are all apps. <laughs> I, I, you just click on the app. Um, that's your phone. So, uh, you know, the way those computers have been used, so they want that home computer still, but you better have some of the features uh, and convenience of your cell phone built into that, or are people going to spend the money because, well, I get a cell phone, I get emails on my cell phone, I, do I need the big computer at home? And I think more and more people are looking at that. We're really getting to a point right now, Steve, where our device that we carry with us will just become our every day you, you just i think docking is going to become a significant thing it's or it already kind of is but because your phone doesn't have like all the memory that you need and that type of thing um you know it's been a problem in the past but with all the online cloud storage you know syncing and everything else that's going on nowadays soon and i would say very very soon uh you'll just you know, get home, you'll either plug your phone into a dock uh, or it'll be wireless. I've been playing with this technology, too. When you get close to your big screen, it'll just wirelessly transmit to that. And, and now you're on a keyboard and a mouse and away you go. Uh, I can just 
I can see the day coming real soon where nobody's even going to have a desktop computer. It'll just be what you carry with well, you. And if you think about it, if, if my tablet could make a phone call, yeah. I wouldn't have a phone. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, with Bluetooth and connectivity, most of the time I'm on the on the car or on the phone yeah. in the car, um, or I would have a headset in anyway. So, yeah. I really think that at some point there's going to be a hybrid version because the constraint for me of doing things on my phone and a hundred percent, it's the screen. Oh, there's size. no doubt. 100%. I can't read that crap yeah. half the time. It, it's just like the font's too small. I can't make it big enough to to where I can just buzz through things. I have to like concentrate on reading it because I'm I, a little bit older. And it's the screen size. If I can get a tablet that can make the phone calls, I don't even have to have a speaker in it because I'll I'll have a device right. in my ear, or I'll be on the Bluetooth on my on my vehicle, or. If I'm in the house, it's uh, Alexa or a dot or whatever that connective piece is. Um, but you see, so I, I really think at some point there's going to be some merger or a hybrid version of, and I like to think of it. Remember, we're on the on the phones uh, for home for uh, the elderly yeah. with the big buttons. That's for me. That, that's going to be for me that, because that that's what I would use a tablet as because I can read things on a tablet almost like a reader I, it just but i would use my tablet more that way that's why I, if if it could connect with phone calls i think these folding phones nowadays are addressing your concern a little bit because you can have have it as a small phone you can open it up and it becomes more of a tablet or a phablet if you want to call it that still not big enough yeah i, I, I would want a bigger I agree one with that I, i'm with you on that too but but it, it is there's got to be some hybrid company. it is addressing that i i do okay so there's projection now coming off of phones too you've seen this right well yeah i i had one of those so and this is probably Five yeah, years. Yeah. Remember the when before Motorola got sold and they had a little projector off the backside. I was a big Motorola. Yeah. Um, they had the mods, the Moto Mod. Remember that you could buy the really kick butt speaker or the big screen projector, right. which I used for business because I could go to I could take my phone and I could take the the mod attachment and it was a seventy inch screen projection. Mm. 70 inch but it was, a, it was an attachment to your phone. What I'm talking about is these things are yeah. going to be built into your phone. So you'll you'll set your phone down. It'll be like a kickstand, okay? Let's say you're at a coffee shop, and you have a wall that you can project to. So then it, your phone now projects out to that wall, and then you can see the screen. And then it also projects an uh, infrared keyboard in front of you. So then you tap on the on the table. I'll have to show you this. I have one of these. It's kind of like a heads up display. It's well, it's better than Sorta? that. And then the keyboard itself, really? you just you just you just literally as I'm you can probably hear me in the background here right now, uh, but I'm tapping my fingers on the on the table. You see the keyboard. You actually see it. And when you break that plane to type A, it'll it'll type just like you normally type. The only only missing thing is the mouse. But with gestures coming into play more and more all the time, you just start moving your hand around in front of the screen, and it'll it'll move your mouse. It, to me, I've played with gestures a little bit with mouse movement, and I have a hard I have a harder time with that than I do with the mouse right now. So I prefer the mouse. 
But I'm old enough to remember when we didn't have mice. Added to a six-year-old. And I, pre- I preferred using, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I preferred using a keyboard for a year or two. And then I tried a mouse. And I'm like, why did I do all this with a keyboard before? Because you're always tabbing through stuff and everything else, right? So, so yeah, I think it's, uh, I think, I think that day is very soon. It's got to be a hybrid coming, though, because there's got to be something. You remember the day? I could set your tablet up right now to be a a, a, a tablet. A phone? Or, yeah, a phone, yeah. Really? Well, of course. There, there's apps out there for you can, that? You can actually just go down to your vendor, you know, if it's AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, or, or whoever you're using, and uh, buy a tablet with a SIM card in it. That's all you need to do. For the phone service? Yeah, yeah huh. Absolutely. And just pop out from my phone to the it's tablet. It's really no different than your watch. I mean, you, you... Well, one of the big constraints, though, for, for tablets it has been, and I, I haven't gotten a new one for a while because I've been kind of dragging my feet on it, but um, it was the the accessibility, the lack of ports. Sure. That, that was one of the biggest constraints with, with tablets. So um, I think if you do have that connectivity uh, beyond just the Bluetooth, but the ability to connect, and I think, everything going to uh, USB-C, which is universal, I think that's going to help that a lot. Uh, but then now you've got more connectivity with that tablet. So we were talking uh, earlier in the program about the all-in-one yep. computer system, and you just brought it, and you're looking at me at a 32-inch just screen. Just like you're looking at sorry me. About. Yeah, <laughs> and but... N- the ability to do all that with a tablet because of the connectivity piece of it, that's going to be game changing. Right. That that's the, that's going to be the difference. And I think, uh, and you brought up another thing, by the way, that I really wanted to get to today. And the fact is that, you know, about a year ago, the European Union basically told Apple that you have to stop doing or the the cord situation. You can't have a de- designated cord just for you anymore. So Apple had to choose. Uh, whether they were going to, in their latest iteration of a phone, whether they were just going to honor the European Union and go with the USB-C there and then have their Apple uh, cord configuration for the rest of the world or just move over entirely. They have moved over entirely. So their next new phone will have an I or have a USB-C cord attached to it, which means that all of our phones, your Android, my, you know, or your Apple, my Android, I could actually swap a cord out with you and, and do that. And what's interesting about that is that, you know, you're talking about this integration and moving forward. Because it's USB-C, there are adapters out there right now that can take that USB-C and t- take it into a monitor. Mm-hmm. So all, yeah, all of a sudden now, you have this ability to dock your phone or plug in or whatever, and uh, and then all of a sudden, and, and it wouldn't surprise me in the very near future that USB-C to a wireless module, right? That then that then sends a wireless signal to your to, um, to your keyboard and mouse and to your screen all at the same time. Now that would be very cool. Well, it, yeah, and it's. That that's kind of one of the things I I've been waiting for to come is the Bluetoothing a keyboard, you know, without the little dangle, but right through your your. So device. I've done that already. In fact, you know, since you're sitting in my office right now, uh, there's actually probably off to the shelf uh, to your left. There you go. You're looking the right way, and then around the around the desk right there, there's a, a series of shelves that you can't see from where you're sitting. 
There you go. Yes. Okay. Uh, there's a Bluetooth keyboard sitting right there and a mouse. Oh. Yeah, okay. so you just sync them to your Bluetooth as opposed to the wireless dongle that you normally would have. Right. And, uh, and there you are. That everybody loses, then it goes, I, I got a brand new just, mouse, but I what do I do with it? Throw it away. This keyboard I'm showing you right now, I lost the dongle uh -huh. for the darn thing. I had to go buy one. So exactly what you're talking <laughs> about. You know. And it, so you can buy a new dongle for a, an old sure, keyboard? absolutely. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. That's what eBay's for, right? <laughs> <laughs> So somebody's somebody's got one out there that uh, uh, the keyboard doesn't work anymore, but the dongle does. So they'll sell you the dongle for five bucks or ten bucks or whatever. Oh, I would I would lose the dongle for mice all the time. It's just it does, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? Very very frustrating. Well, and only when you need them because that's usually when you lose them. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270. Ranch. Let's rejoin Marlo and Steve as they guide us through the fascinating world of technology. So, speaking of lost things, Steve, what, what, uh, when's the last time you left your cell phone someplace? Uh, <laughs> it's probably been six oh. months. Yeah. It's been at least. Six Have you ever? Ago. Now my wife, she loses oh. her phone all the time. I, for, I forget mine everywhere now. I I think there's some psychology behind it. Quite frankly, in fact, I know where I left mine the last time. I left it at, and we're not talking to losing it in the house. Um, I left it on the shelf at Sam's Club because I was um, looking at something, and you know when you shop on your right. phone rather than going through the the check out the line um, just so you can scan out um, I set it down on a shelf as I was looking at an item and but I had my phone out because that's the way I was shopping sure. that day and so if I was just going to go through a normal kiosk I would have been fine <laughs> but nope I left it on the shelf drove halfway home and went crap I can't find my phone drove back to the store figuring it's not going to be it was there it's still, it's still on the shelf where you left it yeah, it's still on the shelf. That's amazing that nobody picked it up. I thought so. I mean, yeah. it doesn't do a thief much good anymore. I, well, I shouldn't say. I mean, if you're a sophisticated thief, maybe you have to do something with. Yeah, but my cash. phone is my wallet. Yeah. So yeah, for you, credit that's cards, exactly right. and cash, and I, I, everything's there. I, I, because I carry one that's thing. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I lose. I, I shouldn't say I lose my phone. I forget it all the time just all the time and i i actually i was at a conference talking to somebody in psychology and i had brought this up for whatever reason and 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 he was like well you know that should probably tell you something that that maybe you don't want to be attached to that thing so much anymore you're trying you're, to disconnect your, your, your body your mind is actually saying that you should not you know be so much on that device and i i won't argue with that i i think i i spend way too much time in front of these things this it's my world unfortunately or fortunately but. so i don't go on social media very much i don't anymore. either uh, like rarely i i i never go on facebook i i don't go on instagram or I'm just, I've cut out social media. I, I'm just, I don't need it. I don't want it. I don't need it. Um, I've eliminated a lot so, of it. So Alicia um, is sending you an email today. That we need some headshots and stuff for you so we can, so that we can uh, make some marketing materials for the tech ranch so that we can post it on social media. 
<laughs> okay, I, I won't see it. So I'm just saying, you might not be whatever there. you need, but I you might I, not be there. Yeah, but if you're going to be there anyway, it. just just letting you know. Isn't that but, funny though? When you think about this, it used to be where you and I would do our own social media, right? Now we have now yeah. we have people hired that this is what they do because you and I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, it, it's a headache. It's a pain in the butt. It, it's a necessary evil from a business perspective for a, a lot of people and a lot of companies. But I, I, I want to get into at some point social media fatigue. But where I was going with this conversation was what I've noticed is I walk out of the house without my phone more often because I don't have it in my right. hand. My wife, first thing she does when she wakes up in the morning, she's either on Facebook She's not even out of bed yet. She's on Facebook or Wordle. It's one of the two. She still plays Wordle. And, uh, 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 is that like old now? I, I don't know. I, I've never played the game, but I, I know it's a... It's her and her teacher buddies. It, 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 there's a group, so um, it's a bunch of her it's and her actually, teacher buddies. It's actually a very educational game. It's good it for your brain. It is good for your brain. So I, I'm glad that uh, if people are going to be using their devices, it, that it, they would be exercising their brain. So that's a good thing. Uh, but I, I I walk out of the house at least once a week because I'm trying not to be cognitively trying not to be as connected to my phone. But the days I walk out, it's like, well, I have to call so and such and so and such and so and such. And remember the days when we had to memorize? Phone oh my numbers? goodness! I might. I, I sometimes have to think about my own phone number. I I have to. It took me three years to memorize my wife's phone number. Until I actually go, okay, here's yes. your number, dear. Uh, and I, I, and, I and you know what? Walking. You know what got me over the What's hump? You, you, going to the grocery store and having to put in the the oh, phone yes. number for yeah for yes. rewards. That's yeah. why I memorized That's your a good, number. The good thing, because the road system. The uh, um, I used to. I bet I used to have a hundred phone numbers in my head. And if I have three now, I'm just. I, I have my mom's. I have Alice's, and I have mine. I don't know if I could go any further than that. So how many phone numbers do you remember? Of, of I don't even remember my, well, I remember from, from. Do you remember your number yeah, growing up? Because my mom still has it. She's got the same phone. Are you kidding me? <laughs> she has a rotary phone. You're going to love this story. You're going to love this is story. Is she still on a party line? So, She's still on a party line, isn't well, she? No, not a party line, but <laughs> yeah. there was a party line. I don't think they even have those anywhere anymore. <laughs> So this is probably Canada. They do in Canada four years ago, and she has the original phone in the house from when we grew up. It was just like olive green rotary dial thing, right? It matched the stove and the refrigerator. It didn't did. It? Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> uh, and it, I was so frustrated. That was the you know, thing. I was such a big radio nut when I was a teenager. And call her eight, call now for winning some prizes. And I would actually have this, I'd have the whole number dialed in, except for the very last one, so I could get it, you know, ready to go. Do you think they're at caller eight yet? And then, then I waited too long anyway, right? Because it would reset itself. Yeah. It was always the thing. But anyway, so I don't know, three, four, five years ago, my, my mom and I are talking, and she's like, hey, I got that phone replaced. You got the phone replaced? And she goes, yeah, I just called the phone company, and they came out and replaced it. That's fantastic, Mom. And, and I'm like, and, and why, would they, why would the phone company come out? And she's like, well, I pay. Because they didn't have an operating system that still supported that phone. I, I pay $8 a month 
so for, on this phone uh, to lease it, and if something ever goes wrong, they come out and, and replace it. And I'm like, you're, you're, how often does something go wrong with a phone? So my first thing is like, you, you're paying eight dollars a month, and I'm thinking to myself, it's. 40 years since I left home. You've been paying $8 a month for 40 years on or more on this phone. It finally broke down and they replaced it with the same phone. Same color and everything? It's a rotary phone. <laughs> I know she did it on purpose. She knew it would go me like to, and it does. And I'm like, mom. You can buy a phone for under ten dollars. Why would you? That was your total college fund right out oh the window. Goodness. I could not believe what I was hearing from her. It was so funny, so funny. So yes. Oh, that's hilarious. I'll have to take you up there sometime, Steve, so you can see what it's like to dial on a fifty-year-old rotary phone. Oh, I I remember. Brand I new, out on... of the box. Yep. <laughs> okay, but at least I had the joy because I was a radio yeah. geek too and it was caller number nine. At least I had the joy at one point of not having to do the rotary, but go, all right, push the buttons. Do, 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 do. Yes. Yeah. Did, I, but it, I made that transition. Did you, you did not until no, later in there life. Was, there was the touch tones that were rotary phones. Remember that? You'd, you'd push yeah, eight and you'd I, hear that. I remember that. <laughs> going in the background so it was still yeah. a rotary phone with this new touchstone thing to it so there was that for a few years as well uh but yeah it was uh um those were fun times did you ever did you ever win any contests oh yeah actually they got so sick of me winning really stuff, i actually started on the radio yeah i started working on the radio station in grand forks north dakota when i was eight hanging out at the station <laughs> i was on the air when i was oh my 12, goodness my first solo shift what was uh what was the first song you ever played uh probably a led zeppelin song if you have any questions or want to suggest topics for future shows, visit thetechranch.com and send us your thoughts. You can also listen to past episodes and watch exclusive interviews not featured on the radio show. Be sure to follow Marlo and Steve on social media by clicking the links at thetechranch.com. Until next time, keep exploring the world of living with technology. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270. Welcome to July 15th, 2023 in the National Day calendar. Today, we're wriggling with glee for a delightful chewy treat and embracing the rewarding act of giving. Oh, you don't make them, Sutton. You catch them. You know how in the real world we use worms to catch fish? Well, in the gummy world, you do the opposite. Look, you just need to bait a homemade trap with a Swedish fish and then wait a few minutes. And now you eat it. Our first stop takes us to the fascinating world of gummy worms. Woo, Invented gummy in the worms. early 1980s by German company Trolley, these candy critters set out to make gummy candies a bit more fun. The goal? Give kids something playful and adults something disgusting. Well, that plan backfired in the most wonderful way. And these wriggly, colorful, and strangely delightful worms became an instant hit with both kids and adults. Modeled after the marine ribbon worm, oh, they the? present an adventurous twist to the candy experience. Whether it's the burst of flavor or the squishy satisfaction, there's no denying that gummy worms have wriggled their way into our hearts. On this National Gummy Worm Day, 
Let's get a little playful and indulge in these delightful mm. treats. From gummy candies, we turn to a more profound celebration. National Give Something Away Day. Aww. It's a day dedicated to the simple and beautiful act of giving. It's not about grand gestures or expensive gifts. It's about the spirit of generosity that brings us closer as a community. Whether you decide to give away a cherished book to a friend, share your lunch with a colleague, donate clothes you no longer need, or even dedicate your time to someone, every act of giving carries immense value. It's these little acts of kindness that make a big difference, spreading joy and creating lasting bonds. KLXX AM, Mandan Bismarck, a Town Square media station, broadcasting from the VIEW Community Credit Union Studio. Here's the latest from ABC News. I'm Michelle Franzen. Unbearable and dangerous heat not letting up. Health alerts stretching coast to coast. ABC News meteorologist Samara Theodore has more. Skyrocketing temperatures in Texas causing an uptick in heat-related illness as record energy use is putting a strain on the power grid. In Nevada, temperatures in Las Vegas over the coming days forecast to near the city's all-time record of 117 degrees. Phoenix seeing 15 consecutive days of 110-plus degree temperatures. Volunteers offering help to the city's most vulnerable as Phoenix sees a rise in heat-related deaths. California experiencing record heat. Sacramento now under an excessive heat warning through this weekend. Extreme heat also being felt around the world. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu remains in the hospital near Tel Aviv for more tests after a health scare, but he says he feels good in a video. The Prime Minister in a statement said he was with his family at the Sea of Galilee and didn't wear a hat and didn't drink water, and that's not a good idea. He signaled he may have been affected by the heat. He's thanked doctors and is undergoing more tests. The 73-year-old was hospitalized briefly last October. Netanyahu's ultra-right coalition government still facing backlash for trying to weaken the judiciary system. That set off months of massive protests. Protesters out again in the streets of Tel Aviv tonight, opposed to the reforms. Actors and writers with SAG-AFTRA out on the picket lines again today. Two major strikes shutting down the entertainment industry. ABC's Zareen Shaw has more from Hollywood. Many movie and TV productions from Wednesday to upcoming Marvel films like Deadpool 3 indefinitely Definitely delayed. While House of the Dragon, whose cast is mostly British and not part of SAG-AFTRA, may continue filming. Actors are looking for better residual pay and higher wages for streaming shows and protection of their likeness from the use of AI. Studios say they offered historic pay and residual increases in AI protect protections. You're listening to ABC News. Super Talk 1270, Bismarck Area Weather. With your forecast, I'm Corey Hartman. For today, some smoky sunshine, highs in the mid-70s, winds over 25 out of the northwest. For tonight, areas of smoke, breezy, 55, sunny and breezy for Sunday with a high near 75. Monday, sunny, 76, chance of storms Tuesday, 79. Grandpa's barbecue sauce is perfect for summer grilling. Get it at grandpasbbqshop.com. Right now, 71 degrees. Just In communities across North Dakota, AM radio stations like ours are vital connections to emergency information, weather updates, local news, sports, and entertainment. And we need your help. Text AM to 52886. That's text AM to 52886. And tell Congress to keep AM radios in cars. This ad is aired by the North Dakota Broadcasters Association and this station. It's all about the pets. 
Steve Dale's Pet World. Saturday afternoon at 4 on Super Talk 1270. Portions of the following program are pre recorded. Welcome to the Tech Ranch, where we explore the world of living with technology. Get ready to take a deep dive into the latest gadgets, apps, and innovations with your hosts, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson, and his trusty co-host, Steve Botkin. Join us on this exciting journey, and don't forget to visit thetechranch.com for even more exclusive content. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Marlo and Steve to the Tech Ranch. So I, so I, I was just say I have a big how, rant I want to get to here because you brought it up. But okay. uh, first, how, how many okay. phone numbers do you I, know? I, I want to yeah. ask you how how many phone numbers do you remember, whether from your youth. Uh, yeah. Just, so what do you well, know? My, of course, my parents' number. I remember that. But what was yeah. the? There was the hotline for us eight three eight. It was like time and temp. And I talked to somebody in mine here oh, recently because okay. you could call and find out what the time and temp was, right? Yeah. And I talked to somebody, my brother. Now, was that back in the day when you actually had a live person or was it the recording? It was a live person. Because yeah, I remember yeah. the live person. And they would just pick up the phone and the time is and they'd tell you the temp. And, and we yeah. were just kids and we were just thought people actually are, are on the other side. We would call all the time just to do this. And, and uh, uh, yeah, and I talked to my brother the other day, and uh, we got on this topic, and, and he said that that line is still available. I couldn't believe that. Is it really? Yeah, you can still call time and temp in mine at North Dakota. Isn't that something? Well, your mom's rotary yeah. phone is apparently still available. So <laughs> I, was, I just thought it was kind of clever that the, that number is still available. So, anyway, all right, so how about you? Um, I think I got five or six so I, I one of my best friends from high school i remember his number just because i remember the yeah. pattern it, it, it was just where it was on the yeah. keypad um and then my grandparents of course um two numbers from radio stations the same station one was an am one fm but i one was the business line actually and one was the the well, it's uh, like request it's, line it, it's it's like super talk right now i mean it's the same as the call letters on radio that's yeah. easy to remember, right? Six six three twelve seven. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we take phone calls, just but not yeah, today. Yeah, we do. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're gone. Um, six. I know six numbers because I know. Well, okay, twelve seventy two, but I never think about that one. Uh, but mine yeah. and my wife's. And like I said, it took me three years to remember my wife's. Oh, well, by the way, when you get us your photos, uh, then that yeah. means that the new website will be launched. Oh, figured since we're talking about you know getting a hold of us and and whatever, can we Photoshop first? Before of course, you want you want okay. more hair or less hair? Uh, okay. more please. Okay. You want it? Well, it depends. Depends on where it is. <laughs> <laughs> a couple spots. We want a little more hair, just a less in the ear, <laughs> <laughs> but more out of the nose, please. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, more nose hair. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says good Photoshop like nose hair. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you want to check out the old Tech Ranch website, which hasn't been updated in like two months because we've been waiting on the new stuff, but uh, the new website is probably going to launch like Monday or Tuesday. 
I know Ooh. it's exciting. It looks nice too, by the way, Steve. You know, yeah, with, without our pictures, I'm not sure if yeah, well, in our pictures is good. We'll see what it looks like when we're added to it. I, yeah. uh, well, I have reservations. The one thing about it, though, that I think everybody is going to love is this: if you have people that you want us to interview, or maybe products that you want us to preview, please. There's actually a section in there now that you can go in and uh um make those suggestions and we're happy to honor those suggestions as long as they're, oh, as yeah. long as they're not too crazy i mean and if there's questions as far as different tech stuff that you'd like us to discuss and, and do some research on or if marlo doesn't have the answer off the top of his head like he usually does because um, that's usually what he has up there answers not hair <laughs> um so but there's a there's an opportunity to to text in and and or leave a message and and we can talk about a a product or a topic anything you'd like to discuss and if you have a piece of technology that you own that you absolutely hate like a printer or something like that we're making arrangements with the governor right now to to throw one item a week off the top of the capitol so wouldn't oh, that be fantastic that? i want to <laughs> I actually we're not, but but I think it'd be a fun segment. Is there another like where could we do this at? Uh, uh, unless you could sneak it up there and throw it off the observation Maybe. deck without anybody catching. I wonder it. if we could like. I wonder how much weight we could put up with uh, a drone. I know a couple people who have drones. Ooh, I just thought yes. of something. You're, you're you're in Vegas. You've gone to the the drone drone rodeo. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. races and. Drone powerlifting. What is drone powerlifting? I don't know. Oh. I just thought it up. We, we lifting lifting different. Well, like like the strongman right. competition. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So that you'd have a drone yeah. and instead of racing it, you would actually put like a five pound weight on it, and then you have to. Yeah. So it's and it's not about how slow it goes, right? Because like the tractor. I'm thinking about picking up a car. Right. Come on, you know. Just... Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> well, I mean, they're they're drones that pick up people now. Yeah, drone deadlift. Interesting. I think we should have a segment though about obstacle drop courses. off you, the technology you hate, and we'll destroy it for you. Ooh, we could have a smash room someplace. I have got a great collection of sledgehammers. See, now that would be fun as well. Sixteen pound, twelve pound. So on, on our website, if you have something that you absolutely, let's say that fax machine from the 80s and 90s drove you nuts and you still have it because it would only like fax half a page or we want the story. We want to know why it drove you nuts. Why? Or do you have a phone that just never worked like it was supposed to and, and you upgraded it, but you still have it? Let Steve and I destroy it for you. I'm in. And post post those stories up on our website, and we will find a clever way to destroy it. You know, there used to be a thing called well, uh, uh, blend blend it. I could get that blender. Oh yeah, I know the guy. Ooh. I could get that blender, and we could blend things for you as well. And we'll we'll shoot the video, post it up on the Tech Ranch, and send it over to you to share out to your friends and family. Now you have to be careful here because I'm thinking, how many people still have tube TVs? Well, that would be fun. You see those big boxes every now and then out in the curb. Remember, remember the the rear projection yes. ones, those yeah, giant. Yeah. I had one of those things. Forever. You have a pickup. Moving that sucked. It was horrible. I guarantee you that moving it in will be harder than moving it out. True. <laughs> it won't be in one piece anymore. 
Easier to pick we'll up. Have to, we'll have to. I can lift the pieces. What are we going to be? The Tech Ranch demolition crew or something like that? We need to get like like uh, coveralls made that says this on it, right? And oh, like yeah, 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 and, and they have up. like a helmet that we get made up so that we can when we smash stuff like because we're going to need to have some protection. With a GoPro on it. We got to have a GoPro. We need on to it. have some protection on because uh, when you smash one of these tubes, it could explode on us. So, but as long as, as long as we're protected, okay, it'll be okay. Yo, know, we could talk to the guard, maybe borrow a tank. Oh, that would be fun. And just run over stuff. That would be fun, too. Just run over stuff with a tank. <laughs> I'm really loving this idea. I really am. I think we should do this. I have some tech I, I would I'd gladly donate to this. Now, I know the North Dakota Guard has an engineering unit, which typically, but I don't know if they do demo. They build things. But typically, the en- somewhere in the engineering corps were the demolition guys. What if we could talk to Bobcat? Because they, they blow stuff Bobcat's up. got that innovation center where they roll that Bobcat around oh, yeah. out there. You know. Oh, we could roll stuff. We could run stuff yes. up with Bobcat. Yes. Can a Bob? Can a can a Bobcat stuff. destroy? Them? I mean, we have to come up with some clever tagline for it, right? But I think it'd be great, and it has to be technology. You know, and the other thing would be is. Kitty versus tech. If if a uh, um, if a phone like back in the day, you know, because you'd see you'd see commercials where they'd run a uh, put a phone on a, on the ground and run a car over it to show how strong it was and that type of thing. We should put that to the test and find out if, for in effect, oh, yeah. it can handle a car or if it can handle a bobcat. Techmasters. Yeah. Bobcat too. We could lift stuff up and. I like where Robin. you're going with this. Yeah, well, they they got a huge do you, room. Do you know how to drive a bobcat? Really? Yeah. See, yeah. this would be cool. If it's got a steering wheel or a stick, <laughs> you can drive controls, it. Controls, okay. I can drive it, yeah. I think this would be great. Just say. I like where we're going. Now, I might, you got my I know. I, now. I, no, like, both oh, of us have stopped for a second there because we're both we both got light bulbs going off right here. We're going to figure this out, and this is going to be a, a, a recurring segment on the Tech Ranch because we'll be able to talk about this. We'll shoot some video. This will be a blast. What? What? Literally, it could be a blast. What, what's the first thing you're going to bring to this? What's the one piece of technology that you would just like to forget about? My printer. So your, your current printer, printer or one you had in the past? Yeah. I know my current one. I, I, it, while it's connected, um, the connection is just not reliable. I, I need to. Well, maybe it's because I'm still on Windows Seven. <laughs> it's, it's just not. It 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 it, it works when it feels like okay. working. Interesting. Mine would be. And it's always done that, even when so it's new. You're you're in my studio right now, or our studio. I, I'm not sure. The sound. The sound. Street sound studio there in Mandan. Yeah, because you can hear the street sounds. That's why it's called street sounds. I know. I I put the two and two together today. (laughs) Very good. Uh, But yeah, there's the the board, the roadcaster, or the road board that's right there, right? The board before that is in the back room. That's a $3,000 piece of equipment that I will be happy to donate to this cause. And it probably doesn't fit on on that desk. And it's barely used. I probably used it for three weeks, and 
a good mutual friend of ours talked me into buying that road that you're that you're using right there and uh, yeah. i'm like you got to be kidding me how can it be this simple how can it be this simple i, I mean i just how, how did i how did i time my technology buy off by three weeks that's what i you know, you know how many mixers oh, i've had over the years because i used to do mobile yeah. djing back in the you know it was kind of a little side hustle for extra cash when you're in the in the industry and uh yo i could go through a lot of equipment if i still had that stuff i like the tv idea though too because even the old plasmas would be fun to destroy right the old first flat screen oh, yeah. that way like a gazillion tons as well those would be a blast to take a smack or a sledgehammer to just saying and what do you do with an old plasma tv the Tech Ranch. If you're hot. Ranch. Let's rejoin Marlo and Steve as they guide us through the fascinating world of technology. So you just reminded me about small phones. I have a whole yeah. box of them that would be happy to donate to this cause of destroying things. Ooh, smaller target. Well, and and I don't know about you, but you, you it was really... I, I like to blow things up and shoot things. So but those small phones were really about the size, wasn't too. it? Oh yeah. I, I, well, so remember the iteration of phones because we were talking about this earlier on uh, on the when I was talking about the tablets, and then you just can't get the screen big enough on a phone um, for me be able to right. able to read it right. as well. So um, you know, phones started out with the bag or car phone first. And then it was right. a bag phone, which every farmer had a bag phone, and those things were great. Well, you in the could, antenna, you, you you could you could pick up radio well, for that's Europe. That's because they were three things. watt phones. They, yeah. you're right. They, they their antennas were amazing. Yeah, it's just phenomenal. And, and then, actually, one of my favorite phones of all time. Remember the StarTac? Yes. Motorola StarTac, flip phone. I loved that phone. It was small, convenient. You open it up. It was big enough to use. That was probably my all-time favorite phone. Um, and then there was this, how small can we make the phone <laughs> stage for about... That's two or three years, I would say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it was back yep. in the 90s. And, and, and girls loved them because they could just stick them in their bra at the bar and and I'm dating myself now um, and uh, they were just this little tiny I'm like my fingers are way too big to dot that it's it's not happening no and then it went the other way phones got huge and, and well that's what that's where the term phablet came from. Yeah. Yes, and and they were growing and growing and growing, and I remember as phones were getting larger, I came up with an injury that I'm sure a lot of people have had, because how do you text with yeah. one hand, yeah. right? So as the phone, and it was incremental because I did not intentionally go out and get a bigger phone. I didn't want one, but my Motorola phone at the time, that's what I used and loved those phones because they had the best internal antenna at the time when Motorola still owned them. Um, they got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So I went to the doctor because my thumb hurt and he goes, did you get a new phone? I'm like, yeah, about two months ago. Why? He goes, do you have it with you? Yeah. 
text something. He goes, do you text a lot? Yeah. You sprained your thumb. And that was an actual medical condition because you were not only spraining your thumb, but it was extending the ligaments in a, in a way, and you were wearing the ligaments out and because people would text with one thumb. They'd text with your thumb, and that was an actual medical condition because phones Crazy. were getting big. And now if you notice, phones have gotten back to... We're a little well, smaller. Well, and they have, you have options. If you want a little larger one, you can have that. If you want a little smaller one, you can have that. I mean, it, it, you really have a lot right. of options nowadays. It's more of a lifestyle choice now. True, but I would still go yep. back to my tablet. Yeah, I, I like a little I, larger I phone, too. Just, I like the... I, I didn't think I was going to like... It'd be harder to lose. And I was, I was surprised. I was never a person that would put my phone in my back pocket right away. Now I just do it all the time. It's just natural. You know, so much so that um, I was never a, a Copenhagen chewer or whatever, but, you know, all the cowboys or whatever. You yeah, have the, the ring, ring in the back pocket. Now now my... Now you get a square yeah, my, from my your pocket phone. just gets blown off because of the phone all the time. You know? so, <laughs> wear out my pants that way instead. See, I can't do that because a lot, so a lot of people would break their phones because they put them right. in the front pocket. And I that, that's not me. I, so I have to carry my phone all the time because it's also my wallet. Yeah. For you, that would be because so, it's too big to it's too big to stick in my oh. back pocket, or it's too big. Which not sticking your phone in the back pocket means if you're ever using a porta potty, you're safe. That's true. Because a lot yes, of people have. Have lost their yes, phone correct. in a porta potty because that's they stick it in their back that's pocket. Correct. I do. Uh, uh, I am a big fan now of cargo pants and cargo shorts because <laughs> you get the extra <laughs> pockets, and I use I utilize mine a lot for phones. I really do. So uh, I can't believe that. That I've given up fashion for con- phone convenience, but that's kind of what I have done. Yeah, but it, and this was a thing in the fashion industry; they had to resize pockets because of that the is size of phones. Because you'd buy a pair of pants. Oh, hey, I found a nice pair of pants in the clearance rack. Yeah, cargo pants are, and my phone just right. wouldn't fit because they were last year's pants, and I've got this year's phone. So the fashion industry had to very cognizantly, uh, cognitively go through, okay, how are people using clothing items and devices? And it is that's a thing. thing. It is a thing. It's interesting. So, all right. Are you ready for my... See, you're a front pocket guy, though, because you always wear the shirts with the, with the cargo pockets. Cargo pockets, yeah. <laughs> like how you say that. Yeah. I, do, I, do, uh, I do miss when I have a shirt on that doesn't have a pocket. I guess I just I always throw a pen or a business cards or whatever in there. So yeah. All right. So it is time for Marlo's rant. I'm, are you ready? Since we've been yes. talking about televisions a little bit, you you kind of given me a little bit of armament for an analogy here. So um, there was a time not that long ago we only had three TV stations, right? Three channels. Yeah, yeah, I remember those you days. Go up and you were lucky if you had if you had yeah yeah television. Yeah, then you had, then you had four, uh, but you had three. So if you didn't like one, you liked the other. Um, and yes, and we had uh, um, we're we're sending notes to each other via video right now. Don't say that word. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, don't say That's public right. television. That's right. You can't say that on the air. 
Yeah, it, well, and it wasn't 24 hours either. It was off at midnight, if you right. were lucky. In bigger cities, some went off at 11 o'clock. Um, and they started the day yeah. at 6 a.m. with the National well, Anthem, would, and they ended the, the day at midnight usually yeah, yeah. with the I, National Anthem. I remember anthem. watching those all the time. I'd, I'd stay up on Friday nights and watch the Midnight Special, and then after that, it would oh, be... Yeah. Oh, yeah, love, love the Midnight Special. But anyway, so, of course, now you move forward and, and uh, um, you got a remote control and you got hundreds, if not thousands of channels and, and you just go through, through and through. And one of my pet peeves nowadays is the fact that I'll go and say, all right, I'm going to go watch a movie. I don't know what I'm going to watch yet. I'm just going to go watch a movie. And uh, so I'll make a bowl of popcorn and I'll sit down there. And I will have eaten the whole bowl of popcorn before I've even found something that I want to watch. See, that's why I hate streaming. I, I absolutely hate streaming. And actually, you know what the thing now is? And I I found this out over the last couple of weeks. Um, people that I know, and, and this is the thing, not just here, but a, a lot of people do this. They will go to the theater to get theater popcorn yes. to go home yes, and watch a that's movie. Correct. Because the there's nothing you cannot replicate theater popcorn. And theaters have actually caught on to this and they make money yes. on, on popcorn. That's where they're Oh, they make they don't make money off of right? movie tickets. Right. They never did. They make money off of yes, concessions. Exactly. <laughs> you can hear me so, typing now, can't you? <laughs> every bit. This, Technology. This, this uh, um, thing about where we're at here, you know, doing the show remotely is is uh, challenging for me today. That's all. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270. Technology comes alive. Let's dive back into the conversation with Marlo and Steve. And don't forget to check out thetechranch.com for more. So anyway, I, I get... I, I won't say I get tired of going through channels, but I do, really do. Uh, but I was just thinking about this the other day because we've had all this news about all the new social media stuff that's coming out, right? All these new different choices that we have. Right. And I'm going to tell you right now, I miss the days of three. Facebook, Twitter, three. Instagram. That, so that's kind of your your. That's three. my three, right? Three. Uh, because now, I mean, my... TV channels, three. Well, I'm... Social media. It was just three. simpler. That's all. I mean, it was like you can make you can make your mind up pretty quick. Well, it depends on how you use them, though. So, so okay. Just going back to the TV stuff. So for me, when I watch TV, it's just background noise. Kind of like when I'm usually listening to the radio. It's it's what I've got in the background as I'm doing something else. Um, so yeah, I'm enjoying the music, but I'm doing something else. I'm not just sitting there listening to music or the radio or not just sitting there watching TV unless I'm in the massage chair. Um, then, but I don't, I walk through the door at the end of the day and flip on TV just to clear my brain and it's background right. stuff. So how active are you watching a program? Because I, for me, I don't have the time to sit down and spend an hour trying to find something to spend uh, an hour on. So I'm kind of that just, way That's too. never going to fit into my world. And social media is the same thing. Now, the one thing is they've been able with social media is you can post once. Well, right. They, they have things like Hootsuite or whatever. But the thing that, that 
there is no solution for, at least not yet, is the communication side of it, right? So you have right. um, people who use Facebook Messenger, message on Tweet, message on uh, Instagram. See, I, I use Messenger a lot, and, and a lot of the reason I use Messenger a lot is because the video sure. component. So I'll be at the store, my wife will be at the store, and it's like, okay, they don't have this, but does this work? Uh, or I need to show her something, and I'm like, gee, honey, do you like this shirt, or is it a no? Uh, but she's an iPhone user, and I'm a Droid yep. user, so we can't yeah, communicate can. through. It's called Duo. Through. Well, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that one. That one's, I think you I have do. that on my phone somewhere. But again, I don't go through all this stuff. Anyway, so um, um, Messenger. It's yeah. Facebook Messenger so video chat. The challenge that I have with all this stuff is, is that uh, all of them have a messaging platform, right? So, and I'm just picking on me because it's an easy that's target. right. So as, as the guru <laughs> of geek, right? You know, that's, you know, something that Super Talk came up with a few years ago or whatever. But as the guru of geek, why is it that I'm expected to be on every platform? So do you know where I'm going with this? Because or and, well, and I, now here, do you do you consider yourself an influencer in some well, way, with national day calendar? I, I suppose, you know, I don't think of it that way. But, you know, I have a little bit of a following, of course, because I'm still trying to figure out how that's a job. It's not but, okay, <laughs> or anyway. influencer. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Not, people in my opinion, not really. But but there are influences that yeah. are out there and some of them are some of them do a good job with it now. And I guess, if you know, on the influencer side, if you actually can sell products for somebody i mean you're really no different than a salesperson right yeah and that salesperson gets paid to do that well if you think about it it's cheaper than a national ad that would be on just TV. depends on the on the demographic and the amount of followers that they have i mean that's really what was done by the way my my i i have a uh addendum rant to your okay. tv rant well anyway so i i was a fall asleep with the oh, tv yeah. guy I, I always I would yeah. sleep with the TV on all the time, and the reason I would is because I'm not going to play with two remotes, and not a single cable company or any because you got your cable remote back in the cable <laughs> days. They didn't build a sleep timer into the remote. The TV remote right. had a sleep timer in it, but why couldn't you come up with that? That would have solved a lot right. of my problems over because it's all so, because it's all, all right, that was you. my little aside. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Well, I, but to this day, I fall asleep with the TV on, drives yes. my wife nuts. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, there's not a timer in the, no. in the remote. Anyway, so. Okay, so back, I'm done. Back now. to social yeah. media then. So the, the, back the to thank you, because it's all about me as well. Which, <laughs> and now it's which, all about which you. Is why this show is so great, because it's all about you and all about me. And we really, I guess. We, we hope you care about our lives, the people who listen to yeah. us, you know, but because actually people are just sitting there listening, going, God, there's a guys are idiots. <laughs> they, they could take their, <laughs> I'm glad I don't do that. Comedy on the road because they'd be hilarious. There too. <laughs> what? They're oh, married? What? <laughs> His wife puts yeah, up with that? Yeah, there you go. There you go. I'm glad you clarified that a little bit there. Yeah. 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 Right. Wendy would kill me. It's like, oh, why she yells at me for the TV it is, on it all is the time. Maybe on my. You slept with the TV on in To stand up, uh, to do a stand up at a comedy club one time. I just. Really? Uh, 
They have open mic night. You know, I got to get past the fear of doing. No, it I'm first. sure there's a comedy club in Vegas. Have to get the. Have Vegas. to get past the fear of that first. It's like doing karaoke. You're I in Vegas. In my car all the time, but getting on a mic and singing in front of people is a different thing. You know. See now, being in the broadcast area, um, I'm not a big crowd person, um, and and most radio people are somewhat interested. It is interesting, isn't um, it? I, I've always found that yeah. fascinating. Boy, you and I going we're really our ADHD is just just Squirrel. going crazy today. Squirrels rule the world. I, but but if you look at like yep. crowd size, I've got windows. So I'm in a, a, a small group, I'm great. Twenty five to thirty ish. I'm a fly on the wall and kind of listening. But you could throw me out on a stage to announce a concert in front of twenty five, thirty thousand people, and I'm fine. It's interesting. It's like no qualms, no qualms whatsoever. But you can't do stand up. I don't know. I know you're bringing this up because you know I just stood in front of a crowd of fifty thousand people just a few weeks ago. So yeah, with the Volkswagen. Yeah, I guess that's a very valid point. I would love to see the look on your face when you walked out and went. (laughs) Oh my goodness! Yeah, it was really something. Um, So anyway, the uh, back to the rant. Where were we going? Social media rant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Marlo's ranting. This is quite the rant because I don't even get a chance to say my rant. Uh, but it's about the communication, and how do you? There's so many choices. I mean, it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, right? And now you, you know, and then there's Pinterest and LinkedIn, and then here comes Snapchat and TikTok, and uh, and all the iter- and the new Twitter killer, yes, which is uh, which, yeah, the new yeah, Twitter which is killer. Threads, and that and and then threads, of course Lemonade now, on. which is the Instagram oh, yeah. killer from TikTok, and and then there's me. There's, there's just so much. There's so yeah. much, and every one of them has a communication platform, right? So I know people, and I'm just, there are some people that communicate with me exclusively on LinkedIn. It's the only way that's, that they, they talk to me that yeah. way. And I'm a big LinkedIn guy because it's right, more business. Right. It's not. And then I have, then I have some people crap. that all they ever do is talk to me on Facebook. And then there's a few others that talk to me on TikTok. And these are actually business clients and whatever else. So, how am I supposed to keep up with all of this? I don't even know where, you to, know, where to go with this. Okay, and, and maybe this is my age or about where computers came in. Um, I've got a little, I'm not a big fan of email. I just, because I watched people and I'm like, I can't do that. Would Their day would be, well, First 45 minutes of the day or an hour of the day or the work day um, going through emails. I'm like, why? That, that's not productive time for me. So I, I tend to not be that big of an email guy. And I, I think it's just a, partly a function of my age and where, where I was when computers came into their own. So I just, I mean, that's just, I, I know people that spend... Two hours oh, a day on email. What? Yeah. Well, but you're using it as a legitimate business platform. I I, I know people that that's how they kill two hours at work every yeah, day. My, my, I'm like, that's not, to me, that's not there's, productive. You're there's productive. one key on the keyboard that I always wear off the letters on. That's correct. Delete? 
Delete yeah. is, you know, my friend when it comes to emails. We get so many of them that come in. And I hate to say that. If you're, you're going to get my attention, you better have a good, good uh, description in the... Actually, I I have three. Control alt delete. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> How can I bulk yeah, everything? Yeah. But anyway, that that's kind of my rant. I don't know. I, I feel like it's like the coming of age with cable television in the day when you had all these choices to make, and now I feel like social media is the same way. Uh, it's it's well, you're a hundred percent right. Fragmented, and yeah, but the expectation of of the people that use these platforms that because they use it they expect the people that they associate with to use it as well it's too high of an expectation because there's too much well, and i'm thinking of a better word yeah i'm thinking of a better word so if you go back and look at the first platform which will be myspace probably first yeah myspace and myspace was a little different um then facebook yeah. came out and facebook was about yeah. connectivity that they it wasn't even the communication at the time because Messenger really wasn't a thing. It was the connectivity. It's, oh, and that's how I got on Facebook because um, I had a friend whose father passed away and another f mutual friend of ours said, hey, so-and-such's father passed away. And I'm like, oh, you got her number? And he was like, well, just reach out to her on Facebook. Well, I'm not on Facebook. It's like, well, you should get on Facebook because she'd posted her father passed away. So set up an account, and it, but it was about the connectivity. And then it's like, oh, gosh, I haven't talked to so-and-such for 20 years from high school and this person in 15 and, and because I, and I've moved around the country. So I've got friends in, on the East Coast and friends in Michigan and California and Oregon and Washington and, and all over the place in Colorado and and. The connectivity, not just, I mean, I'm a little hesitant to use the term communication just because communication has a different connotation than with social media. Because with social media, you're aware of what's going on in somebody's life because they post way too much. I know what you had yep. for dinner last night, and I yep. don't need to know what you had for dinner last night. Um, but it's so you're engaged without being right. engaged. You know what's going on in somebody's life. So to me, that's not communication, but it is connectivity. So it, it, and it's a nuance. But to me, yeah. that's the difference. It, it's, you know, the social media platforms, are they really about communicating or is it about connectivity? Well, you, you could make the argument that it's about how long can we keep you on our platform? Is it about clickbait? Well, I would say that that's probably. I, w I wouldn't say clickbait because you don't want that. Facebook doesn't want you to leave once you're on Facebook, so they don't want you to click away from the platform. Well, is is that why I still have a MySpace account somewhere floating probably. out in the universe? Because they never, they delete, never them. delete them. I mean, I I know people that have passed away yep. ten years ago. They yep. still have an account. Accounts never go away. That that's one of the odd things I find with the, I, the social media platforms is don't they need the space? One of the don't things need, that I mean, so I, I like to wish people happy birthday, you know, on Facebook or whatever. Right? It's one of the things that I know it's probably weird, and a lot of these people that that I have in my Facebook uh, place, I I haven't I've never met. You know, I have 
you know, 5,000 yeah. people on, because that's the maximum you can have on my other side. I have, you know, tens of thousands and, uh, and how many people get mad at you when you didn't well, wish them happy birthday this year? There are a few people that probably wonder <laughs> about why I didn't, but I mean, I think on the other side, people like the fact that I'll reach out and say happy birthday to them or whatever. But I've started to notice now that if I haven't seen the person or if I've never met the person or if I haven't seen them for a while, that I go to make sure that they're still on this planet. Ah. Because. Uh, yeah, because you don't want to wish happy well, birthday to a dead person. So because I've had, I've had a, a few tacky. people in the last three or four <laughs> years that have passed away that were really good friends of mine or family members or whatever. And I'll go and I'll, you know, it's on their birthday. So I'll go, I'll go look just to reminisce about, you know, the good times we used to have or whatever, right? And I'll hop on there and I'll see all these birthday wishes. And it's not a heavenly oh, birthday. Yeah. It's just that they just, you know, and you're right. I think it's kind of tacky. I mean, it, it's it's cool that people do this, that they hop on there because it's it's the new greeting card. Well, they kind of made right, an effort, right? right? But kind of make an I effort. think it would be great for Facebook, for example, to post something that they're no longer on the planet, you know. So I don't know. Just an idea. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270. We're thrilled to have you with us as we continue exploring living with technology alongside Marlo and Steve. So you seen something new this week? Yeah. Did you see the the new AI robot? And I forget what I was watching, but it was they did an interview with it. So I saw a segment of Was the it interview. on a stage and they were and, talking to it? I, no, it was a little more casual oh. than that. So but it, the the robot actually looked like and responded like the robots from the movie so iRobot. Probably seen the movie before, or seen seen the movie. Before. Of course, I've seen the movie, uh, the robot before. Uh, the one that I'm thinking about is Eve. Have is this who you're talking about? She has. She, I didn't. She catch has conversations with yeah. people, and yeah, yeah I think so. so. Kind of translucent yep. Yep. looking, and yeah. Okay, yep. so probably. Well, they were asking a question. But it was not on a stage and, demonstration here. Okay. No, no, and one of the it, it was like it was okay. being interviewed like by a, yep. a reporter. Uh, and one of the questions was about, you know, future and world problems. And I think they asked a climate change. And, and basically, it's said through artificial intelligence that, yeah, don't worry about it. We got this. Like, whoa, kind of made the hair stand up in the like, back of my neck a little bit. What do you mean we got this? What do you mean yeah. you got this? Who has this? I, I, Are we? Yeah, it's like... Know. Yeah. Who, who's we? And yeah, I'm like, um, are we figuring out solutions or do we have this because you're not going to be around anymore? Yeah, yeah, no kidding. I I tell you what, I was I I was a little taken back by the answer. Now, was the answer programmed or right. I I don't know. I just I didn't catch enough of the interview. I I just caught a snippet of it. But I'm like that's a little creepy. I was at the premiere for Mission Impossible a week ago, and uh, they had a advanced thing that I was invited to, and and uh, it was pretty cool. There's only 12 of us in the theater. That was the thing I didn't understand why there were so few of us at this premiere, but it was a special showing of the thing. But anyway, the uh, um, you didn't get your phone scanned. No, no, not, not this time. Okay, all right. Just that's right, just checking. I, I gotta, I, somebody, gotta you know, worry about you. you're right. I never thought about that. My situational awareness again is, you know, beacon is not working like it should, but 
at this have have you been to it yet? Have you gone to Mission Impossible? So no, they're fighting no. an AI, you know. Yes. Really? So part one Okay, now part I got one go. is not I never so got into that franchise. Two, two parts to the movie, too. This is old-fashioned movie making, too. I love this, right? And the first movie is like yeah, two minutes or two hours and 34 seconds long or two hours and 34 minutes long. So it's not a short movie either. And it's a on the edge of your seat the entire time. It's just an unbelievable action-packed movie. I'm And I'm, I'm kind of with you. I've never really... I've gotten into the movies more than the TV show. But this, so I remember the the TV show, and I I did watch the TV because that was like was the fuse, like they you know with the long yeah. fuse, and yeah, yeah, and the cassette yeah, yeah. tape, and yeah, tape they still have all that, of course. And, yeah. Yeah, but but yeah, it's it's uh it's really it's really quite. So show. now I'm going to have to go back and watch the first one. All yeah, the you don't the have franchise, to do that. This so one's stands the on its own. One. But, yeah, but, but yeah, I, if you want to get caught up to where it's at. But it, it does stand by on its own. But yeah, I mean, it's an artificial intelligence. Just to throw that out there, uh, since you're bringing it up. Uh, Did they win? I, it's not over yet. Oh, oh, that's right. It's you said two it's parts. two parts. So is it going to be like... Six seven years before the next, you know, I didn't comes I out didn't investigate to like find Star out. Wars. Uh, I can't imagine. To me, it's sure it's already done. Filming it just right? when they release my, it. My guess. Oh, I'm sure they did. Yeah, they they film all that stuff because well, you know, when they film movies, they film different segments, and it could be That's way correct. over there or way over here. It just yeah. depends on who the actor is at the yeah. time that they're I mean, working we're, with. We're filming, they'll film we're filming a bunch of stuff right now, and we're we're doing five different episodes all at the same time, and none of them have been enough filmed yet to put one episode together. I mean, that's just how it works. You just that's how it works. But yeah, I um, but it's always been like that, and I, I I'm kind of that geek. That looks for it's like, well, wait a minute. In that scene, they weren't right, wearing their right. glasses, or their their hair was a little messy. Or I'm like, I, I catch that stuff. You're I'm just I'm, I'm that way. guy. I just catch the, I just catch that. So, stuff. So yeah, I, I I think that uh, go to the show. Just go to the show. So all right. Okay. So new stuff. We got lots of new stuff that we need to cover here too. And now that I've gotten away from my notes here again, so. The first, there's a lot of Elon Musk news. There the last are, couple weeks. And, and we'll get into some of that a little bit later here too. The uh, um, Google Calendar. So, are, are you familiar with Calendly? Where you know you've probably had appointments that no. you know someone says, "Hey, just hop onto my calendar and, and schedule an appointment with me," and then it shows you a list of the different time slots that are available. Um. Oh, what was the platform we used? Uh, There's quite a few of them with the city. Yeah, there, there was a calendar invite. Uh, we, we'd schedule like so if we had to have a special yeah, city yeah, commission. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mayor, or it, it would it would give you different options, and you could vote for option one fits in best. Option yeah, two so that can make yep, work. Yep. Option three is so that's not out. quite what this one is. But but uh, so you can so Google Calendar now with Gmail. Gmail now has a Calendly-style sharing tool for Google Calendar. So if you're using Google Calendar or and Google or Gmail in any way at all, even if you have, like, like National Day Calendar, for example, is a Gmail product. We use, uh, or the, the, the email, we use Google email as a, as a business. 
and uh, you can still have your domain name attached to it and stuff, but it really is Gmail. But you can now use this this uh, feature in there to schedule meetings. So you don't have to have this back and forth that goes on all the time, you know, and it's true. I mean, I cannot get over. See, getting rid of emails. It used to be you pick up the phone and call somebody and have a conversation. Now you got to schedule a time to pick up the phone to call somebody, right? Phone and have a conversation. It seems just insane that we're at this point, but that's exactly how it is, right? You know, I tell people that all the time. It's like, okay, if I'm in a meeting, just text me. Because if I'm in a meeting, I'll get the text. I can yeah. respond to the text. Otherwise, right. call me. But but the text is immediate because I, I can't always answer the phone. Well, you're in the same boat. You're busy sometimes, and you've got things going on, and, and you can't answer the phone because you're engaged in something else. Texting is a great option. But you but can this, catch it. This, you can catch this a text. actually, for a lot of people, including myself, um, the only downside to this is that uh, I don't always look at my calendar, but I could say that I will accept uh, people's scheduling on Fridays, right? So I could set it up so just Friday, give people a choice on there for 15 or 30 minute, uh, uh, you know, meetings and away you go. So I'm probably going to be a big user of this feature. I, I'm kind of excited. See, that to me, though, that goes back to your rant. So, because do you have time to check Messenger? Well, now that's and interesting. Twitter I wonder if I could actually the different I wonder platforms. if I could actually set up some automation yeah. that says, "Hey, if you want to actually visit with me, I have Fridays available for this. Here's my calendar. Go, go, schedule something with me." Your Fridays? I, I don't know. I'm just saying that that's yeah, if yeah. I do something like that, and I would probably set up Friday. Pull that out of thin air. What do you want to do on Friday, <laughs> by the way? Because I'm going to oh, yeah, cancel all my stuff on my calendar. <laughs> Okay. Apparently, I'm flying to Vegas. <laughs> as soon as we're done with the show. Woo-hoo. All right. On my way. from this town yet on you? Or? Uh, I think they let okay. me back in the city limits now. That's really... I got to check with the county sheriff. <laughs> I, can, I can coordinate that if you want. <laughs> well, you know, I know there's a car or two that'll be waiting for you. If you have any questions or want to suggest topics for future shows, visit thetechranch.com and send us your thoughts. You can also listen to past episodes and watch exclusive interviews not featured on the radio show. Be sure to follow Marlo and Steve on social media by clicking the links at thetechranch.com. Until next time, keep exploring the world of living with technology. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270. This is Ag Issues with Neil Roberts. Welcome to another edition of Ag Issues. Our guest this week is NDSU horticulturalist Emily Howe from Ward County Extension. Emily, let's start with a problematic potato scab. Give us an update. All right, so now's kind of the time that we want to start looking to prevent potato scab. Whenever we start to see our potato blossoms bloom, that's when we start looking at it. Potato scab is caused by a soil bacteria called Streptomyces scabies, and it is easily controlled by increasing the moisture in the soil levels. So adding about 80% more moisture to your fields or your garden can help prevent potato potato scabs from occurring. Good stuff. Hey, more on potato scab when we come back. 
At Northwest Tire, you can get the tires you need for your car, pickup, and almost any other vehicle you drive. But did you know they also do so much more than just tires? Northwest Tire is certified ASC mechanics that can do brakes, alignments, flushes, oil changes, and general engine repair. If you're short on cash, apply for their financing today. Apply in store or at nwtire.com. Deferred interest for six months with any purchase over $149. See store for details. Northwest Tire. Tires and so much more. Northwest Tire keeps you rolling down the road. Birdsall Grain and Seed, a farmer seed company servicing all of your agronomy needs. Birdsalls offers certified seed and wants to remind you to book early for next spring to guarantee availability at top varieties. Birdsalls can also cover your fall burndown needs from chemical to custom application. Also offered is dry fertilizer, anhydrous, seed cleaning, as well as custom application of dry fertilizer. Stop in or call Birdsall Grain and Seed today at 701-453-3300. Birdsall Grain and Seed, a farmer seed company, four miles west of Berthold, just off Highway 2. Talking potato scab today on egg issues with Emily. How and Emily resistant varieties can be key to these issues, correct? Yeah, so there are a few resistant varieties for potato scabs, something like a Dakota Diamond, which was developed at NDSU or a Norland and Russet potato, are really good at preventing potato scab from occurring. Also rotating your crops with something like corns, beans, and peas so that you're not keeping the bacteria in the soil. And one question I get from time to time is, if I have a potato with scabs, is it okay to eat? And it is. You can just peel away the potato skin and eat the potato that way. All right. Good advice. Thanks, Emily. And hey, that'll bring this report to a close. If you miss one, catch us on the website, agissues.com. Until next time, I'm Neil Roberts. You've been listening to Ag Issues, brought to you in part by Northwest Tire, keeps you rolling down the road, by Birdsall Grain and Seed, and by Bremer Bank. Contact Bremer for all your ag banking solutions. Bismarck, a Town Square media station, broadcasting from the View Community Credit Union Studio. 
the latest from ABC News. I'm Michelle Franzen. A developing story out of Hampton, Georgia, less than an hour outside of Atlanta. Henry County officials posted on social media there was an active shooter situation in the Dogwood Lakes area this morning. Authorities are still searching for the suspect who fled. Hampton police telling our ABC station in Atlanta there are four dead. No relief in sight for much of the country from an historic heat wave. Triple digit temperatures locked over the southwest for weeks. Now moving into the Golden State. ABC News meteorologist Samara Theodore has more. California experiencing record heat. Sacramento now under an excessive heat warning through this weekend. And despite Death Valley temperatures soaring awfully close to the 1913 world record of 134 degrees, tourists still flocking to the hottest place on earth, despite officials warning everyone to stay away. In Europe, extreme heat also raising health concerns. Flights across the country are canceled and an air transport strike in Italy adding to problems for travelers in Rome. A whole family, 35 of us. All our flights got messed up. We have strikes in England, so we're used to it. Those searing temperatures also stretching to Spain, Greece, and Israel. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu rushed to the hospital in Tel Aviv today. In a video statement, he blamed dehydration and said he was outdoors with a hat, without a hat, and didn't drink enough water. He says he feels good but remains hospitalized for more tests. In Iowa, a parade of GOP presidential candidates this weekend trying to win the backing of conservative and evangelical groups. Former President Trump skipping the event. ABC's Mary Alice Parks has more. Today is a big filing deadline. The candidates have to tell us how much they have fundraised these last few months. Mike Pence's team tells us that he's only raised about a million dollars so far. That's a teeny fraction compared to some of the other candidates, but he says that he got into the race late and his team telling us he will still make that debate stage. The first Republican debate is just over a month out. You're listening to ABC. Super Talk 1270, Bismarck area weather. With your forecast, I'm Corey Hartman. For today, some smoky sunshine, highs in the mid-70s, winds over 25 out of the northwest. For tonight, areas of smoke, breezy, 55, sunny and breezy for Sunday with a high near 75. Monday, sunny, 76, chance of storms Tuesday, 79. Grandpa's barbecue sauce is perfect for summer grilling. Get it at grandpasbbqshop.com. Right now, 71 degrees. It's the Ranch It Up Radio Show. Join me, Jeff Tigger, Earhart, the boss lady, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck, and my crew as we introduce you to Allied Feeding Partners. Get the dollars y'all deserve for those genetics. We have updates on heat stress and show cattle, USDA crop reports that will surprise you, market updates from Kirk Donsbach, and lots more. Saturdays at 5 p.m. right here on Super Talk 1270. News, talk, and sports for Bismarck Mandan. Super Talk 1270. Portions of the following program are pre recorded. Welcome to the Tech Ranch, where we explore the world of living with technology. Get ready to take a deep dive into the latest gadgets, apps, and innovations with your hosts, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson, and his trusty co-host, Steve Botkin. Join us on this exciting journey, and don't forget to visit thetechranch.com for even more exclusive content. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Marlo and Steve to the Tech Ranch. So anyway, check out that feature, Steve. You schedule a lot of stuff. I will. Yeah. I do. I, I, I have a... And, and honestly, I'm one of those people that... So shoot me a text. But um, when it's not in my calendar, 
doesn't yeah. exist. Because I'm kind of the same way things. too. I I I have to put yep. things in my calendar. If I don't, yeah, I'm going to miss something. I just, you know, it's kind of nice when I was mayor. I had somebody for that. Hey, just put it in my calendar for me. Exactly. <laughs> kind of nice. So. But I had to be very careful, too, because I had multiple calendars. That, that's the other thing, because um, I had the city account and city events and city things, and that was one calendar. And then I had my personal calendar, but they had to be able to see each other so I didn't overlap things. And it, it was, tell you what, it took IT uh, about three months to get that straightened out at the city. So this is interesting, and this kind of goes back to conspiracy theorists here. Uh, Chinese hackers Uh raided U.S. government email accounts by exploiting Microsoft Cloud bug. Yeah, Microsoft said, um, we're sorry. Nothing to see here. Oops. (laughs) Nothing to see here. We're sorry. Yeah, so this... But but that brings up a bigger question, though. How secure is the cloud? And I've been asking that since the cloud became a thing. It's, 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 there's something about something tangible. So Car- Car- Carly Page from the TechCrunch, uh, I'm quote, or reading from her article here, uh, Chinese hackers exploited a flaw in Microsoft's cloud email service to gain access to the email accounts of U.S. government employees, the technology giant has confirmed. So the hackers have accessed U.S. government employees' emails. Uh-oh. So... I wonder. I wonder to what level, because different levels of employees for the government have different levels of, of email. They're not hacking so, the stuff that you and I have I, access I, to. I'm telling you that right now. They could no. care less. So I thought you were going to say Carly. Oh. Simon, <laughs> Carly Bates. Yes. Like, and I'm sitting here. It's like anticipation. <laughs> Marlo, you're making me wait. I think you and I need to take our, <laughs> Read our, the story. our uh, prescriptions next, <laughs> next next time we're on the air together for ADHD, by the way. We are we are all over the place today. You know, the other probably the other reasons that... It's a little better when we're in the studio yeah, together, but not the much. The other thing is that you and I have not actually had direct conversation for a while, so that's probably why we're this way. No. It's been a few weeks. Yeah, that's yeah, probably a lot of We just have a lot yeah. of things to share with each other. Well, I you've know. been traveling, and I you're know. just kind of um, man of so, the world. Yeah, Microsoft has not identified the government agencies targeted. Uh, spokesman for the White House National Security Council had said Adam Hodge confirmed uh, to TechCrunch that U.S. government agencies were infected or were affected. So, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, I forgot to oh, put yeah, my yeah, tinfoil yeah. hat on, so I, I I'm fully conspiracy theory mode right now, but. It all makes sense. So in the big picture of things, how do you get to the cloud? If you want to hack the cloud, how do you get to the cloud? The internet. Weather balloons work. <laughs> it all makes sense now, Marlo. It all comes together. That's what they were for. They were hacking oh, the cloud. You are, you are hilarious. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Well, I've actually had sense. people ask me, how do they put information in those clouds that float around? Weather no, balloons. We know. <laughs> we just share it with weather balloons. Put them up there. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. All makes sense So now. anyway, um, you know, this, this is something that we talk about often, uh, the security or lack thereof, uh, especially when it comes to government. So I, I remember... I don't know if you remember this from a couple of years ago, but 
But there was a big move on that everybody who had a drone had to get it registered with the government. This is four years ago, right. I think. Beyond, Beyond the FAA. It was just, it was just yeah. if you had a drone, you had to register it, right? So Congress, Congress passes this like in July, and they had to have the site set up. The, the government or the Congress gave them a mandate that they had to have the site set up by the first of November or something like this to to register drones. So, you know, it's 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 kind of like the first iteration of the healthcare service that the government provided and how, how terrible that first iteration of the website was. Right. Because uh, I heard all kinds of bad things about that. So I go on there. All right. I'm a good citizen. I'm going to go register my drones because I have a couple drones that qualified to be registered for, right? So I hop on there, I put my name in. What's that? You got a Predator? You got a Predator? A Phantom or two. And a Mavic. They're big drones. drones. They're not little toy ones, you know. Not the full military Predator? No. No. I might might know one or two people that fly those, though. So the... uh, um, Cool guys. Your name... Your address, okay, that's great. Your social security number. Why do you want my social security number Why do you need for that? my drone? And I stopped right there, and I'm like, Tax you, are, you are the federal government. You already have this information. Why are you asking me to type this in here? So I stopped. And, and the other thing was, is that, do you know how to tell when you're on a secured site? You know, they got that little padlock up on the left hand or in in the URL area up there. And and for a long time, browsers wouldn't identify that it was secured or not. It just didn't have the padlock up there. Nowadays, if you go to an unsecured site, you'll get a little warning that says that if you want to proceed on or not. But at the time, they did not. So I look up there and I'm like, this isn't even secured, which means that if anybody's in here. Is it the government? Within two weeks. So I don't know what it was. Two million people had hopped in there to register their drones, right, over a matter of a three, two, three, four weeks. And then shortly thereafter, it came out that the site was not secure, has been hacked, and your information is now in the ether. What? Please, wow. government, if you're going to do this stuff, do it right. Because there's there's no coming back from that. You know, you've just... And out of 2 million people, Marla was the only one I don't one know stopped. if I was the only one that stopped, but I did stop. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm actually, at the time, feeling guilty that I didn't finish up this process because you had a time limit, you know, a couple months or whatever to, to register. Now I'm, I'm pretend, now I'm thinking I'm a bad citizen because I didn't do this. And Did the tro- drone police come get you? Come get me. So well, I don't... Then what are you worried about? Are they going to take my drones? I suppose I don't know, but it was it was an interesting exercise in that. So now anything, I, I, the problem is is that the government is not quick enough to react to the threats that are thrown at them. Right? I mean, it just it just takes right. forever. I mean, it is a slow machine, and tomorrow there's new technology. And it would it'll, it'll take three so, or four years to react to tomorrow's technology, which by the time that they react to it, we're eighteen thousand new iterations from that, and it will only get worse with artificial intelligence. 
So what's the breaking point for most people on a case like that? For you, you stopped your social security number, and that's that usually was the line of demarcation for me. It's like social security number, yeah, eh, you don't need yep. that. You already have it. Or no, I, I I'm not putting that down. If if you want it, we'll talk later. Um, but look at how much other information you people give up. And for most people, it's the social security number. They're like, right. oh, shouldn't give out my social. Yep, right. okay, I, I'm done. But you'll give them the name, birthday, address, all this other information. You just stop there. You don't think they can find the other stuff by the clues that the the breadcrumbs you just can. dropped for them. And, and, Yes, and of course they can, but people don't think of it that way. The thing is that, you know, and and for me this goes back. So this is like twenty years ago when our son was going to Iraq, and he was with the one four one, and the one four one. Some of the people came to me and said, "Hey, can we build a website, or can you build a website so that we can keep track?" Or, you know, and and digital cameras were kind of starting to become a thing. They can post some photos, pictures back home saying hi. So I built this this website out and the military gets a hold of me a few weeks after they're there saying, hey, we love that you're passionate about keeping in touch with, with our soldiers, but you can't be posting these photos. And I, I never even thought about it at the time because it was more about, you know, we want to see, you know, it's more about keeping in touch with people back home. Let's see. You're in so and such city, and you've got 40 tanks in the background. That's exactly and what it is. 20 rocket launchers and a squadron of B 52s part of a, part of a, and we know where all this part stuff of a is right puzzle, now. Puzzle, isn't it? And the more information you can share, the more they can put that puzzle together. The same is. Go ahead. Actually, no. From a security perspective, the the, the most secure, the Navy. The Navy more so than anybody. When when sailors are on ship, they're disconnected from the world. They are just out of pocket because the Navy location security is the most important thing. Well, think sure. about it if you're on a submarine or if you're on an aircraft carrier or you're uh, wherever you're at, and the vulnerability from having your location known. More so than any yep. other branch of the service, yep. it's the Navy. So anyway, um, you know, it just it gave me a quick lesson in in that puzzle. The more little nuggets that you give people, whether they're adversaries or or just somebody that's trying to, well, I guess that'd be an adversary too. Anybody who's just trying to steal your identity or whatever, you know, you have to be cognitive of of it's a part of a bigger puzzle, and you know. Well, that's the concern of TikTok. No, TikTok. Well, TikTok more so right. than and, the other ones. And, and we're going to get into TikTok in run just by an adversary. seconds here. Uh, but it's a it's with any of it. It's like like with Facebook. I mean, I can I can post. I don't I don't post and on it. This is going against my protocol too, saying that I'm out of town right now. But I'm sure people can tell that I'm not in studio today. But. Thank you. I get your help. But that's the don't, thing, don't right? I mean, you, yeah. it's about those little nuggets. So I'm posting photos that I'm out of town uh, on Facebook, and all of a sudden people are like, oh, he's out of town. And blah, 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 blah. oh, yeah, look at that great house he's got. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah, that's that's how it works. They yeah. Just, of course, he sets it up like Home Alone. So I would I, not I would go, go in there because you. you're going to get a paint can across <laughs> your face, man. Just telling you, it's going to hurt. The Tech Ranch. Getting ready for more amazing tech insights from the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. So tax on the stairs? <laughs> that that my favorite part of Home Alone. <laughs>
the sticky stuff. Oh my goodness! The this, 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 the, blow that, the blowtorch was funny too. Yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't rob Marlo's yeah. house. You're gonna there get might it. Be a few other surprises too. The doorknob was there's, good there's too. There's a robot or two yeah. running around. Ignore the motor out front because there's not a camera on that. I'm telling you right now, we would never identify <laughs> you with with the, with the mower. So don't worry about that piece. Oh. Well, actually, if you think about it, I, 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 I don't like the security cameras. They might see where I hide the body. <laughs> That's, you know, and thinking about cameras, right? How can anybody even think that they can get away with anything nowadays? Oh, I don't know how you do that. It, you can't. That's, is somebody is always watching what you do. I, I just watched a video this week, a, a meme about the two worst golf thieves of all time. And it was two guys right in front of the camera and older guys. And they may have been a little intoxicated, I'm guessing. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt to that. But they were stealing two putters <laughs> and trying to tuck it up down the pants and up the golf shirt. Like, what are you doing? But but look at all the TV programs out there with stupid criminal stuff now where yeah. you're on yeah. camera, you're folks. On camera. There, there's no place anywhere you cannot have the expectation anymore. Even, even I, in the woods. You know, some people might, but even, even in yes. your own home. Uh, depending, you know, I think about or at least your, something listening. Your devices that, yes, for sure, listening. Um, you can't have expectations of privacy to the extent that you used to anymore. But, he, but even if you're in the middle uh, of the woods, middle of the woods, somebody exactly might have a trail right. camera out there, One of the which is growing, which is of the camera industry right now are these trail cameras because people are capturing and they're capturing, connected. Yeah, they're connected. They're, they're connected. They're capturing wildlife and whatever, and and. The photos are fantastic. I seen one the other day of a bear and its cub, and I, you just would never see this type of footage if you didn't have these six. So people love them and they love what they capture, but if you're doing something stupid out there, you're gonna get captured too. And that's yeah. I just watched a, a bear with its three cubs on the eighth green, and one of the cubs was having a blast oh, yeah. playing with the flag. Yep. <laughs> I, in case you're wondering, I watch way too many golf Starting to notice that. channel yeah. things. Yeah. But yeah, there's yeah. cameras everywhere. So even people who are porch bandits now and everything else. I mean, really, if, if you... Remember that was a big thing and now well, it's not as big a thing? But it's, yeah. I mean, it was really a big deal. But now that there's so much, uh, yeah. so many cameras out there, people's doorbells and everything else, I mean, you're going to get caught. There's just no way you don't get caught nowadays. So... And it's not like it's the grainy no. photo. These are all that, 4K cameras yeah, it, and high res yeah. and everything else. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So, so, what's your expectations of privacy today because of the connectivity? Wow. Whether it's camera or audio, I mean, what, what are your expect? Even in your own home, what are your expectations of privacy? Because uh, you don't necessarily think about things, especially in your own home. But yes, my wife says I talk a little loud when I'm out in public and Mike, I don't care, but you know, what are my expectations of privacy? So anything you say can be picked up. Anything you do can be seen. What, what should your expectations of privacy be in public or in well, your own home? In public, I don't think you should have any expectation of privacy. Zero. Zero. And, and we're not there 
But if you go over to China, their level of facial recognition and unprecedented light years, light years from where we, probably, we are in this we country. We have the Thank technology. God. It's not that we don't have the technology. It's yes. just that it's going to be. We also have protections correct. under the Constitution. But that's for, eroding but that's as well. The difference. I mean, every day that erodes a little bit. It so, is. Yeah, the difference between here and China is, I mean, if and, and they have, uh, and I think we've talked about this before, but like credit scores, they have social credit over there, right? So right. if you do enough things, and, and because... There's so many cameras that if you're caught jaywalking and you continue to do this over and over and over again, it'll erode your social credit. And then there, there may be a time in the future that you're not able to buy a house because you're jaywalking. Because it just erodes yeah. it. You know, it's not it's not. And I'm, I'm only picking on jaywalking. I'm not sure if that's a great example. Sorry, Marlo, you've run that red light too many times. That's, you that's can't correct. get tea time today. Or you can't dine in this restaurant <laughs> anymore. That is actually a yeah. real thing. If if your social credit score isn't high enough that you can't eat in a restaurant. Isn't that something? Sorry, you you, you can only go to the two-star restaurant. That's you correct. can't eat at the four-star restaurant that's today. That's what's going on. It's going on right now. Well, well but that, you know, and... It, we could do a whole show on just the different aspects of ESG yeah. and what that means and what that yeah. could mean for the future. But um, a lot of it, yeah, and even area side, it, 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 it creates class well, structure too. It, it divides it, it classes, does, but it, maybe in a little different sense because you know usually the class structure is based on wealth. You could you could be mm -hmm. wealthy and continue to jaywalk all the time, and I, and I'm just using that because it's something that. You know, I guess I do it a lot uh, on side streets in Bismarck, North Dakota, uh, around my coffee shop area there. I mean, it's just because the street is so narrow that and it's just so easy to take the eight steps and you're at your car. I'll jaywalk all the time there. Well, this would actually probably count against me if I was in China, so much so to the point that I would probably not be able to buy a house in the future, which is kind of crazy or even go to my favorite coffee shop. I'm gonna have to count, <laughs> I'm, just count how many times you jaywalk. I'm Maybe sure a trail cam. Sure I'll get a trail cam. There already. Just say it. Probably captured on the stoplight right there, right? <laughs> oh no, no, we don't have cameras Not on, on stoplights. No. Well, so the the cameras that you see on top of the traffic lights, yeah, because there's actually a camera there, but it's for traffic controls. So yes, the traffic that's can move correct. Along so because can, it. it when there's vehicles there, then it goes, oh, yeah, okay, right. we can change right. the light now. So it used to be pressure yep. plates in the street, yep. but that's cost prohibitive. This yep. is an easier way to go. So not not to give you Oh, tickets. speaking, I was going to say, and for emergency, yeah. I did not. You got another ticket? This is interesting. Okay. Um, as I'm driving down the street, so I drove down here, like I said, this this time. And right. uh, um, so in my car, I have, a, I have a 21 Jeep Renegade that I use for travel. And that smells like not eggs. so much anymore, but yes, okay, it does smell like eggs <laughs> for a long time. But um, you, you know, a lot of times the what, what I find interesting is that here in Vegas, they don't have the ability to change the lights for emergency vehicles. You know, I know it, it seems so. I thought that it's, was a national it's standard. Not implemented here, at least not uh, citywide. Anyway, was I, as I'm sitting in traffic and there's an emergency vehicle coming up on me, my screen in my car goes kind of red, and it says emergency vehicle approaching. 
I have never seen really? it before. I had never read anything about this before. It, I'm sure it's vehicle-to-vehicle communication. I mean, I've, we've talked about V2V a lot on this program, uh, but I've never seen it implemented like that before. And I thought it was actually kind of cool because if every, you know, once everybody has a vehicle that can accept that, then you know that and you can work your way towards moving to the right side of the vehicle or the screen. It's kind of like having the alerts yeah, yeah. that pop up yeah. on your phone. Yeah, in the vehicle. But in your vehicle. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I and it was, that. had to be yeah, the now, fire truck that was transmitting it, too. So I thought that was pretty yeah, cool. That's it's kind of like that thing that's not a radar detector <laughs> in my vehicle, but it's a safety scanner device. So let right, me know when right. the roads are bad. So I think, you know, you're probably going to see more and more of that as we move on, too. I thought it was very, very cool to have that warning. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270. Technology is our passion. Let's jump back into the conversation with Marlo and Steve. So I wonder what other type, types of information will start to be shared from vehicle to vehicle. So it'd be kind of cool if, if somebody else's vehicle could tell me that there's a cop hiding behind that. <laughs> well, they, they that kind of have that now. I mean, Google and Waze and, have that built into yeah. their stuff. If there's a speed trap or whatever, you know. Oh yeah, I, I, I yeah, use Google Maps a lot. Show that. Sure enough, that yeah, yeah that stuff which shows is up. Somebody has to. Yeah, it's yeah, fair, I suppose. Yeah, I sometimes wonder if it's not cat but, and mouse. Uh, um, but I think you know, if nothing else, and I, I think if you talk to most police officers, they understand that, and, and I think most people do that. You know, if you're driving. 90 miles an hour in the 75 mile an hour zone and you know that there's a police officer up ahead what do most people do yeah it's you a safety down. thing you know so um if you're coming up into a construction area and i've noticed that a lot with a lot of the construction going on here in vegas uh that they'll post uh officers like a block away from the construction because people typically are speeding coming into that space and everybody slows down to the speed limit and then you come over the little rise and oh yeah there's construction going on here except for that one person who's texting and they get pulled over of course yes yes and yes yeah or there's an accident so yeah but i think that uh overall but yeah i was just thinking about that uh uh the notification so i mean can i can I hack that That's cool. and say, hey, your 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 blinker is out on the back right side? Uh or you you know, or you hear the, the music thumping through their, their windows so I could send over and say, Your your taste of music is terrible. I mean <laughs> Hey, you left your you, you oh, left yeah. your gas cap. Your your cover right open. blinker has been blinking for the last eighteen miles and I'm following you. Please turn it off now. <laughs> I have to tell you, or I have to tell you, and and, and I'll I'll eventually pass these people, and I'm still checking in my rearview mirror if they've turned it off, you know, and I'll be trying to get them to, I'll blink a little bit to try to get them to to realize that it's on, oh my goodness, yeah. See, I hate that too, and then every now and then I'll go, oh. Uh, Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, because I I kept myself to it. I'll go a mile down the road and go, Crap, my blinker's still on. (laughs) I'm that guy. Uh, So speaking of road trips, uh, you drove down to Vegas this time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was good. Uh, I think I I surprised a few people because I was there for the parade, of course, and I walked the parade down on the the 4th of July in Mandan like I have for a lot of years and got to the end of the block, and I had... 
you know, I had it kind of timed out that I'd get to the end of the block, I could run home in the four-wheeler, get in my car, and leave. So the parade is over, and, and generally we get together for burgers or something, uh, like at the Elks or the Eagles or someplace. The Moose, I think the Moose is where we go to, one of them. And um, I got a call about four hours later. Hey, we're all heading on down over to the <laughs> for burgers afterwards. And I text back, and I'm like, well, you know, I... I'm almost. Yeah, I did. I actually, I actually, you know, <laughs> used my voice to text on my phone and said, "I just went through Belfouche and and Justin, he's like, you're in Belfouche." <laughs> but you know, when there's no traffic, I mean, there was absolutely nobody on the yeah. road. It's it's the Fourth of July, you know. So yeah, it was kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a uh, it was a. Uh, it's a, it's a long trip here. I always forget how long it is to you know to get here. It's it's you know about thirteen hundred eighty miles or something from. Yeah, you get to Denver, and you're yeah, like, hey, I yeah. must be well, I didn't go that way. I actually, I actually went across the country and came into Salt Lake and and, and oh, okay. down that way. So I went through Wyoming and whatever. It's gorgeous, mm. and, and Wyoming is gorgeous. You know that Wyoming to yeah. to Utah area is just stunning. So I enjoyed that and, and uh, used my tech a lot in the car. I mean, I, I think I'm like you. I like I like phone conversations in the car because and when I'm traveling because I can get in depth with people that I never get a chance to do that before. Usually it's, right. you know, you and me. I mean, when you and I talk all the time, it's like two-minute snippets, right? You know, when you and I are traveling, right. we get to talk for 30 minutes an hour and hash things out. And, and that's what I like about traveling with the technology we have in our cars nowadays because it allows you to pay attention to the road. And it's no different than, in my opinion anyway, listening to music or whatever. Uh, you're just having a conversation. It's just like they were sitting next to you. It's just fantastic. Although the occasions that my wife does not travel with me, it's like, ah. Oh. That that's the one person I don't like talking to because she talks like she's right there, which I can have a conversation. There's something different about a conversation with my wife being in person and on the phone. It, it's it's a different conversation. So when she's in the car with me, because we usually don't talk, she's sleeping. Uh, <laughs> I actually have to talk to her on the phone when we're traveling. <laughs> she doesn't even let me turn the radio on. It's like, can you turn the radio off? I'm, but I'm driving. I'm in charge of the radio, but I'm sleeping. No, you're not. Oh, That's funny. Great. And then when she's driving, it's like, I can't sleep in the car, so she'll have the radio on. It's like, fine, whatever. It's like, it's funny yeah, how that only funny. works one way. Yes. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm 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 smiling internally because I, I think I have the same same scenario that goes on as you. We actually have conversations on the phone when I'm driving down the road. If if Alice is in the in the car, she's usually snoozing too. So I can I can relate. Yeah. To that. You know the so you've driven autonomous vehicles and flying vehicles. I didn't and drive the flying, uh, flying vehicle. I, I, I just rode along. Yeah. No, okay. Rode along. Um, yeah. Autonomous flying vehicles. So, I, I think about the productivity side of that. So, you know, living in North Dakota, I have, you know, 
as opposed to living in an urban area where somebody has an hour and a half commute to work. Okay, in an hour and a half, I'm at the next major population center. Uh, It's just the way we travel. The commute's different. And I can drive for an hour and a half and get 95 miles. And somebody in a big city can have an hour and a half commute and get 12 miles. Um, But I'm productive in that hour and a half because less distractions and I can concentrate on driving plus, you know, phone calls or do something else. Have you ever noticed how unproductive you are in a big city traffic situation on your commute? You, you, people that take trains, it's different. But people who have to drive for an hour and a half commute, you're, well, you're not productive in that hour and a half. Yeah, Stop, it's extremely start, stressful. You got three, three cars on the right of you, three cars on the left. You got motorcycles zipping by you. That's the thing. In between the in cars. In between the cars. I mean, I understand that they want to get someplace too. It just seems so dangerous. Oh my goodness. I just Oh yeah. All it would take is somebody to move over two inches sometimes and it would take them out. I just Well, and I ride I, I don't ever do that. I ride motorcycles, I don't ever do that. And partly because it is sometimes tempting to just open your door. It it really is. It's like you can wait like everybody else. Your time's right. not more valuable than me. Well, I, actually, I don't think, you know, if I talk to you, because uh, so in Bismarck, we're having all this construction, right? Now I'm coming down State Street, um, US 83. I was coming from Menards. And traffic zipping over in front of me it, early in the morning. And it's um, traffic's backed up uh, because it's only two lanes right now. And I'm going to give the police officer the benefit of the doubt that he was the last one through before the light turned mm. red. But the two cars that went after him, um, yep. it was yep. red, definitely red. And like, and I was a little more angry at the officer for not going, you guys just ran a red light behind me and not doing something. But the young girl that was the first one and parked right in front of my lane of traffic. And by the way, we were backed up about a mile mm in the construction zone it and there's only two lanes the right lane that i was in was backed up stopped and i'm the first one there i can't go anywhere and she got out of the way and then the other guy with his wife that was parked fully in and had nowhere to go because the light uh a half a block away hadn't changed yet so they couldn't move and all this traffic's going by on the left and we're backed up for a mile in our lane because this guy's sitting right there and I pulled up about a foot from his door and I am laying on the horn for a minute and a half and he wouldn't look at me his wife wouldn't look at me but I could see her giving him an earful I'm like forget the rudeness involved your time's not more valuable than mine for, for one thing, you ran a red light to get someplace you're not moving anyway. I, I just... It uh, makes you wonder... Do yeah. autonomous... Do, so, I was... Well, so I'm the, still PO'd about it. Autonomous vehicles fix that, right? They obey the laws. Simple as that. You know, I, I remember... Uh, um, this was a couple of years ago. I was in a self-driving car and testing it. And it was, it's doing the speed limit, right? And it's the only car on the road 
doing the speed limit and it's it we're in eight lanes of traffic and of course everybody be that's behind the car is getting frustrated because they can't move out to pass us because there's so many so many cars and finally it opened up a little bit and this car that was right behind us pulls out passes us and gives us the finger and, and you get yeah, your that's hands right. up there that, going, that's I'm exactly not right. I got wait, my wait, hands up. And, and, uh, <laughs> I'm not, not driving. Don't do anything. Yeah, it's kind of funny though because you know the the, the autonomous Yell vehicle obeys the rules of the road. <laughs> so if there's a red light, it's not going to run the red light. It's as simple as that. So it is interesting that you bring that up. But the thing is, is that because you're going to be busy doing other things in your car. Uh, the fact that you're driving isn't going to be a big deal anymore, hopefully, because you're going to be doing some work, talking to a friend via video as opposed to on voice. So these are things that will distract you from the actual transportation thing that you're involved with. So autonomous vehicles should have a setting on there that you can go plus five so miles they an hour. So they do. It's interesting that you bring that up. It, is it a hack? It's not a hack. You have to know the um, hack. Because it's like how I turn the seatbelt right, dinger right. off on my vehicle because I hunt and I can't have that going on because when you're hunting, it's, you're, you can't wear the seatbelt. You're on a gravel road in the middle of nowhere and, and you can't have the seatbelt buzzer going off. And the hack on that is, okay, turn the radio on and the left wiper blade and then push the seatbelt button four times and then turn the defroster on and then push it twice more right, and then the, right. the buzzer will go off. Is, is there a hack no, like that for an autonomous vehicle? And you can set it, but but uh, okay. that reminds me of this story. So a few years ago, uh, I think you've met Michelle Lucas, right? And and Michelle was yeah. in Bismarck, and uh, was on. Uh, she was at the studio a few times as well. But uh, she's a former NASA, um, was going to be an astronaut, and then because of a, a very minor health thing, she was not able to do to become an astronaut. But she's she leads the program called. Uh, higher orbits and uh, uh, has trained more astronauts than anybody on the planet. So she's just an amazing individual. So she's coming into the town and uh, I go pick her up and I had just bought a brand new car. In fact, well, the car I'm in right now, right? And uh, it doesn't even have 30 miles on it yet. I mean, I just literally bought this and then running over to pick her up. And I get there and we're driving down the road and all of a sudden she goes, oh, I see you have a Nancy nag. Exactly. What's a Nancy nag? And she's looking at my thing, and it's stating that I'm. I'm still trying to figure out what you said. What Nancy? Nan. Okay. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she goes, well, you you have not a NASA term. This this screen that's popping up (laughs) saying that you're one mile an hour over the speed limit. And I'm like, yeah, this thing is driving me nuts. Yeah, it's a Nancy nag, and it was actually a turn a term coined in NASA. (laughs) Because they had a button in the, I forget, in the space shuttle or whatever, and one of the people working on it, her name was Nancy, and the astronauts, because this thing would blink red all the time, they started to call the light the Nancy nag. So it wasn't really a term of endearment. I mean, it was they all got a chuckle out of it. But it was, uh, uh, anyway, so I had to go in, and then you could, in, in the programming, I figured it out a few weeks later. Turn on the No, it was actually, you know, I, could, I could set it to four or six miles an hour over the speed limit, so it would stop doing it every time I went one mile an hour over. You have no idea how aggravating that was. I'm just saying.
Oh, I I, I could <laughs> imagine how aggravating. aggravating that was. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 12. Let's get back to discovering the latest in technology with the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. So I like where you're going with this, with the productivity in autonomous vehicles. So because I think about this, like this road trip I just went on. I mean, I ended up having to spend a night uh, on the trip, you know, someplace, of course, uh, to get some sleep or whatever. And because you're in an autonomous vehicle, I, I, I think... St. George, I Utah? St. George. I was so in Green close. River, Wisconsin, or uh, Wyoming. That's where I spent the night. That place is amazing, oh, too, by the way. Yeah. Oh, gorgeous. There. Just yeah. stunningly beautiful. I can't wait when I go back here in a few days. Uh, but anyway... Really? I'm going to go back to San Because they didn't have enough time to, to it, you know... It just wet my appetite to know more because if see, i don't I, do that I, I i go different different routes but it was time, a new route for me different. and i didn't take any time to play i'm gonna when i go back this time i'm gonna stop off and look okay. at a few things and whatever i just didn't have time but anyway the uh, um but imagine the trip if there was like a sleeping quarters in the back of the car and I could go back there and, and, and get a nap. I could do some work. I could work on that video that I've been working, wanting to get to. I could watch a movie. I mean, these are all the things. Yeah. Like a Volkswagen bus. Exactly. Imagine yeah. the possibilities. Oh, yeah. The new one. Like we'll that. be working on that, by the way. Getting getting some, something really? else here with the new one. Should we get a demo? No. We're going to work on it. one? Planning a road trip with it next okay. year, so there's that possibility. Oh, I was going to ride my Yarba. <laughs> <laughs> After the new site is up, we're going to be you going be and talking to Yarbo. Just saying, yes. All right, Yarbo. Uh, so productivity. I, there's there's well, I, so I, many opportunities to because I yeah. I multitask when I'm in the vehicle. Well, I, I'm I just doing think about, like, things, and I go, wait a minute. I'm in Fargo. I think what about happened? The trip to, you know? to Minneapolis, for example, right? I mean, I could. This is what I could see happening. Where at ten o'clock at night? I mean, whether you have the vehicle or it's a it's an option for somebody as as a carrier or something. But um, at ten o'clock at night, you hop in your car. It takes you to Minneapolis while you're sleeping in the back. Yeah, so you have a business meeting and at eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, so you leave have that night. You don't right, have to. Fly. You just use that time that you're sleeping to to get there, and and with uh, gas stations or electric charging stations that are becoming an, uh, autonomous as well, and your car will pay for those things as they come up. It'll be it'll be no different than. Yeah, it'll just pull into a dock. It'll you don't just, have to hook it'll anything just up. or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, food, by the way, I mean, your car is going to be your car is going to be like your smart devices right now as we move forward, by the way. So when you go through a drive through like at McDonald's or whatever, the car will pay for your food. Won't that be cool? So Apple CarPlay is that so, car pay. There we go. I've been waiting for you to say something that I could segue to. There have been rumors for years, years about Apple building a car. And guess what was just unveiled? Really? Apple unveiled yes. a car? Now, just to back, go, backing up a little bit on the autonomous vehicle, because you and I have had this discussion before, and I, I think from that capacity where electric vehicles become viable is when you have the ability to charge while driving. Because you've talked about the charging pads that would be built into a roadway. 
that I think is when electric vehicles legitimately become right. viable for long travel or in our case up here because of climate yep. winter travel things like that and we still have a right, ways to so go on that the apple electric car are you excited you're you're a droid user though right yeah yeah now i'm a droid All guy right. i do like the rivians though the initial the plan cool. was to develop a fully autonomous vehicle with no steering wheel or pedals and, and include a seating arrangement what? that faced inwards, allowing for riders to have face-to-face conversations. So you're not even looking forward if you're in the front seat. You. <laughs> oh, I could not do that. Oh, come on. You've hopped on trains and buses before. Do you ever sit I, facing backwards? Later in my life, I, I I've been forward. able to do that once or twice. But I am with you. i got to look forward. Okay, so, the, so that was the original I, I intention of the vehicle. And I've seen cars like this, by the way. I've been in cars that have no steering wheels. Uh, you just sit in them and they drive you around. But it's in a very closed network, you know, that they're using them within a uh, like a retirement village. It's called a chauffeur and yeah, you're sitting yeah, exactly. back. But... All right. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the original intention. Uh, however, it turned out its ideas were too ambitious, and it scaled back to a more traditional vehicle design. The driver will be required to manually drive it on city streets with a self-driving mode available for highways. The car will use LiDAR, cameras, and radar sensors to allow the car to drive autonomously on freeways. Um, and then talk gets into the uh, the uh, laws that govern it right now. And that's probably some of the thing is that the, there's... Even if they wanted to bring that out right now, they couldn't. The U.S. wouldn't allow that car to be on the roads, but it's getting closer. How much of a constraint? How much of a constraint is lack of connectivity? Because there's been a big push along interstate system, and um, you know, starting at rest areas to get Wi-Fi everywhere and, and get that connectivity so think, out there. How reliant are? Do you think vehicles are going to have to be? For that, some of that infrastructure be in place before vehicles are viable because so of the connectivity your, side. Your car is probably going to have a cell plan. That's what's going to happen. You know, so you, so part. I G, GM did that with with right, their version right. of an OnStar. Your right. your vehicle so had a cell exactly plan. That's exactly what's going to happen here. And and with five G data, everybody thought that five G data data would be the the fix to the communication challenge with with uh, autonomous vehicles. Um, the challenge with 5G, of course, is that they had to put up so many more towers and all this other stuff because it's like AM to FM. 4G to 5G is like right. AM to FM, where AM signals can travel hundreds, sometimes even thousands of miles, depending on the power behind them, where FM, if you get 30 or 50 miles away from the tower, it's really tough to hear the station anymore. So that's the challenge with 5G. 6G is even worse. So it's a much shorter bandwidth again. Uh, or uh, on the spectrum, and and they'll need even more towers to push that stuff out. But it'll be ten times faster again. So six G probably will will really help the autonomous situation along. As long as, as, you, long have as you have the connectivity, so a lot of towers will have to be in place. What's oh that infrastructure piece look like? Because that's many a many long billions of dollars, and they don't even have five G implemented in a lot of the nation yet. So. Oh, it was funny. In Western North Dakota, was the first place in the country to get 4G. 5G. Yes, because of the oil boom, not 5G. Well, because the That's oil correct. had already boomed. Uh, but that, but 
a lot of people don't know that it, North Dakota was Western North Dakota first yeah, place yeah. to get 4G in the country. So anyway, you have uh, um, you have that kind of going on, and and I, I think that. Uh, but I, I'm excited about autonomous vehicles, and I think uh, Apple's rolling out uh, into the autonomous vehicle space is really interesting. It's weird though. I got to tell you, when you get in a car that has no steering wheel, it is kind of freaky. And it just goes by its own. It goes by your voice. Well, so you think about it from a production cost perspective, though, because you know they drive on the wrong side of the road and the wheels on the wrong side uh, for the driver in Europe and you know England and stuff. And now they only have to. Make There's all kinds of advantages and the ability the to country. do things in the cab that yeah. are that are not like they had been before. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, everybody, check out our new website uh, next week. Make sure you get over there at thetechranch.com. Give us some suggestions. What do you want us to destroy for you, tech-wise and old stuff, please? Oh, yeah. We don't want to destroy other things. Just saying. Nothing new. Nothing new? It'd be fun. And that's a wrap on another fantastic episode of The Tech Ranch. Remember, if you have any questions or want to suggest topics for future shows, visit thetechranch.com and send us your thoughts. You can also listen to past episodes and watch exclusive interviews not featured on the radio show. Be sure to follow Marlo and Steve on social media by clicking the links at thetechranch.com. Until next time, keep exploring the world of living with technology. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270.